The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. E-A-G-L-E-S Eagles No Lane Johnson Seven passer rating For the quarterback in the first half Down 10 at the half again Down again for the fourth straight game None of it matters Because this team Has a winning D-N-A And guess Mm -hmm. what? You're next, Niners. You're next. Welcome in, everybody. Happy, happy Oh, Eagles Monday. Yes, Tone to Shields. Rob Ellis hanging out with you. Tone's rocking the shirt. He knows what time it is. Hope you guys are doing great. Hope you all had a great weekend, everybody. Uh, I never let me let me just address nonsense right away. And I'll I'll even I'll even give Eagles fan something I don't normally give him. Rob said we're gonna lose yesterday. Never, ever, ever, ever said that false lie. That was the Chiefs um, game, you guys. Get it right. News. That was yeah, the Chiefs game. Right. Not that hard. It's a different game, a new week, Eagles fan. And that's the last time you'll get your 15 seconds if you keep the nonsense up. I had the Eagles winning the game. Anyway, welcome in, everybody. Hope you're doing great out there. Tone, how was your weekend, my man? Oh, my God, Rob. You know, I had a, I had a very productive weekend. You know, me and the wife, we got out. Uh, we brought some more furniture for the home. You know, just trying to fill out our new Texas home here. Um, and... Uh, we bought a ping pong table. We haven't stopped playing it. Oh, I'm in love okay. with ping pong right now. Um, and even better than that, my Philadelphia Eagles, our Philadelphia Eagles, because we're a family here. This is a collective thing we're going to enjoy together. Our Philadelphia Eagles managed yes. to complete one of the greatest comebacks we've seen in Eagles history. I know we saw the miracle at the Meadowlands. That was you know part two. That was that was amazing. We we know how that went down, and that was storybook. Don't get it twisted. Yep. But this has to come close, man. You guys tell me this is this this is this is a spectacular time to be a Philadelphia Eagles fan. They just know how to win. Super clutch, Jalen Hurts. Y'all see what time it is, man. Mm-hmm. Come on, Rob. Listen, we're gonna have some fun today, Rob. We're, 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 we're gonna cook with fish grease today. Yeah, we are. We, as Barrett would say. I mean, think about what they. So over the course of the regular season, the last two years, and obviously we're not through this regular season yet, but they've won twenty four games. And lost four. They are 20 games over 500 during that time. 
Yeah, and I think we all aged. You know what, though? This is there's a difference. There's good stress and there's bad stress. This is good stress that we're going through with this team. It's never easy. We know that. But how, how, Tone, I've been saying this forever. We need to get used to this. This is who they are. They're, they, they're a win-ugly team, and that's okay. It doesn't always have to be pretty. Let's stop looking for the supermodel, and let's appreciate what this thing is, man. And how, how many guys on this team are th – let's think about this for a minute. Jalen Carter with a blocked field goal is clutch. James Bradbury baiting Allen in that interception is clutch. Jake Elliott from 59 yards in a swamp is clutch. Jalen Hurts flipping the script and, you know, and dropping five touchdowns in the game and completely flipping the first half into what it was in the second half. Four touchdowns in the second half. Clutch. Four Correct. in the second half. Correct. That's what he does. You're never out of it with this guy. You're never out of it with this team. This team does not fold tent. Think about how many times is Jason Kelsey going to make two mistakes on, on a, on a late game drive. Never happens, but it happened in this game and you still overcome, were able to overcome it. You were missing Fletcher Cox. You were missing Lane Johnson. You were missing Zach Cunningham. And, and you were playing a team that had to have the game and you still won. They've now beaten Dak, who they quote unquote never beat. They beat Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, who they never beat. They beat the Bills in a desperation game. That's how they've started off this six-game stretch. This team, they're winners. They're winners. It's not stats all the time. All right? That's not how you define a winner. But it's it's W's and L's, and they're winners. Listen, Rob, I've told you this before. When you watch Jalen Hurts play the game, nothing necessarily blows you away about his skill set, right? Yeah. You know, he um he's not the fastest guy. Um, He's not the tallest guy, right? Doesn't have the strongest arm. Um, Doesn't make the most spectacular plays. But what he does is he plays the game. Yeah. He wins the game. He methodically and surgically and strategically breaks teams down when it matters most. Jalen Hurts' biggest trait, his most valuable trait, is, a, is his ability to stay calm, cool, collected through no matter any circumstance. We see so often how some quarterbacks think they have to do it all. Some quarterbacks don't do enough. Some quarterbacks shy away from the moment. Some quarterbacks always find themselves behind the eight ball. This guy, no matter what it is, he just has his uncanny ability to just weave his way to a victory. This uncanny ability to just ride the wave, never get too high, never get too low, and just always makes the plays that matters most. Jalen Hurts is the perfect quarterback for the city of Philadelphia because we know we, they were getting booed in that first half, right? Yeah, big time. We, we know how fickle we can be. Yet he understands how things are supposed to go. He just reads it, feels it, has the pulse of the game, has the pulse of his teammates. Back-to-back -back weeks, comeback victories, down by double digits. I believe this is their fourth time doing it this season. And let's let's really put this in perspective. They were down not only 10 points coming out of halftime. They were down 10 points going into the fourth quarter. Yeah, they were. Let's yep. keep that in mind. Yep. A Josh Allen-led team. And Jalen Hurts comes back to tie that game, to send it into overtime. Shout out to Jake Elliott. Let's, let's give Jake Elliott his flowers, too. Because, man, oh, man, 59 yards in a, in a rainstorm, wind blowing left and right, and somehow, some way he gets that thing to 
get right through there, man. It, it, it was just it was just a spectacular game. You know, we talked about this off air, and I gotta ask you, man, does this game go down as an instant classic? And not just only Philadelphia Eagles history, but NFL history. Is Hell this yeah. an instant classic? Hell yeah. It's a it's a regular season instant classic. It, it's as dramatic as it gets for a regular season game where it isn't like uh, you clutch the uh, clinch the playoff spot or whatever. It's as dramatic as it gets. If you were just a fan, I always say this, when you're if you didn't care about the Bills or the Eagles and you were just somebody sitting at home in California watching the game, you were enthralled. You felt like you were playing in it. You felt like it was your team because there were so many critical moments there throughout the course of that game. The emotions were there. The bubble guts. It gave you everything, there. right? It gave you everything. Everything. Gave you everything. The weather. Everything. The, the yeah. clutchiness on both sides of the ball. You know what I mean? Like, I understand that the Bills lost the game, but Josh Allen was playing out of his mind. He was all. He was I, look, I know he had the mind. one pick. But Josh Allen was phenomenal in that game. And you overcame phenomenal. him playing great. People are just going to dump all over him. I get it. Josh Allen played unbelievable in that game. So for you to win that game when you were getting smoked the way that you were getting smoked is remarkable. And you start to look at this tone, just this resume they're putting together, man. I, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's unbelievable. We're going to do a whole segment on, on, on just footnotes of this team that are going to blow you away. But, I, you know, I can't get over the fact this is the sixth straight comeback win when trailing by 10 points or more for this team. Think about this. If you just look at this year, every game has been – Maybe with the exception of like Tampa, and they started, they pulled away from Miami, maybe Minnesota. But I mean, like out of the 11 games they played, eight have been just down to the wire, man, just ripping your 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 guts apart. But they figure it out. I, you know, I, again, I, I can't emphasize this enough. You won without Lane Johnson. You were 13 and 22, you know, without him playing going into the game. You won without Fletcher down the in crunch time. Where your where your young guys had to step up. So yesterday, uh, Jalen Carter played seventy six snaps, the most he's ever played in the NFL is fifty one. Jordan Davis eighty percent of the total snaps, by the way. That's eighty yeah, percent. Jordan Davis sixty two snaps. His previous high is forty four. They had to. They had to do what they had to do, and they acquitted themselves brilliantly. Man, it was it was just awesome. It was. I don't know what else to say. I mean, they keep topping themselves every single week, and Vegas. Made them the underdog this week. Thank you, Vegas. Sure so l- let's add another chip on the shoulder. Let's put the dog masks back on because they're the underdogs in this game at their place against San Francisco. It's amazing what's going on with this team. Rob, let me tell you this, right? Teams when trailing at halftime this season. The rest of the NFL is 35 and 129. The Eagles are 5 and 0. The Eagles are 5-0 and when trailing at halftime this season. The rest of the NFL is 35-129. and What they're doing goes against the trends of the NFL. Most teams, if you're down going into halftime, you're not winning this game. Only 35 times this season has a team won being down at halftime. You add the Philadelphia Eagles in there, it'll be 40 times. But other than that, 129 times teams have lost. Right. The Eagles are... So resilient. They have this, you know, I'm, I understand. And we're going to break this game down more and more as the show goes for sure. But, and you know, of course, the first segment, we always hop around and just take it all in. Uh, Let's be honest about this. That first half was, uh, it was, it was was more than underwhelming, more than ugly. It was, it it was, it was abysmal. It was catastrophic. So many self-inflicted wounds. And 
yet they found a way to overcome it. Let's be honest about this. Brian Johnson's play calling was highly questionable in the first half, right? And I'm starting, I'm, I'm beginning to question, right, who's really responsible for uh, the initial game plan because typically, you know, I've talked, I've spoken to John McMullen about this, and he always says it's always Nick Sirianni's game plan. Brian Johnson is just calling the plays. So is, is Brian Johnson being unfairly criticized for the direction they go in in the first half of games? Because every time the second half comes, that's where you have to be more creative and you have to be, think more on your feet as a play caller. Then that's when we all of a sudden see this team look more look more cohesive, right? So are we pointing the finger at the wrong guy in the first half? You know, I, I, I'm beginning to think about know. that because, Hard again, we, are, we, well, we, are, the, we all the, know it it's be, scripted. It should be more of a blanket. They all wear it. Right. Everybody wears right. it. It should. It, it should. It should. Yeah. Uh, it, it's yeah, I don't know. I don't know why Swift isn't used early more. Uh, they had great success running it once they started running it. I don't understand that. I don't know if you're trying to pace him for the game, like to keep him fresh for the second half. I, I, I don't know, frankly. They, they, they want to force feed game well. There's a lot of things I really I don't quite get that go on early in games. There's just a lack of it feels like uh flow, continuity to the play calling, capitalizing on this work and that work. But then again, you look at the end of the game. And and there's, I don't know, man. There there he, he they read. I'll give you an example. The the game winner. So the Hertz keeper on that draw is brilliant. They see where the blitz is coming from. Kelsey pulls and and smashes his steals guy. It. Just steals just guy. blows him to bits. And Jalen hits it perfect. It's a it is a classic play call. It's a great play call. So yeah. You know, while it's ugly early, you got to give props where it was late. You know, and 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 I that was a great call by whomever, Brian Johnson or Nick, whatever, whoever called it. I don't care. Great play call. Yeah, you know the bottom line is you're right. First half, offensive coaching staff deserves an F. Second half, give him an A plus plus. Um, a tale of two halves for the Philadelphia Eagles. And look, um, we know, and I'm one of them. Brian Johnson, I question him highly. I still have questions about them, but then he, they pull out games like this, and you see the clear adjustments in the second half. You see it, and it's like, okay, man, why, what more do you want from me? I try to root for you, then you prove me wrong. And then all of a sudden I root against you, you prove me wrong. Like like, like this, this thing is so hard to really monitor for the Philadelphia Eagles. It's hard, it's hard to quantify, but that's just who they are, right? They're a team that you can't just look at the stat sheet or um, you can't just look at the analytics and say, Okay, we know who this team is. This, this team is built, built, built deeper or built with more stuff than just the analytics or just the numbers. This team has been, this team has been um forged through the fire. Like you can't, there are some things you cannot measure in sports. The Philadelphia Eagles are the epitome of something that you cannot quantify in sports. We saw this game yesterday, and they looked like they were not even on the same playing field as the Bills for the better part of that game. And all of a sudden they they flipped this switch and they had this, they had this ability to just see light in the darkest of caves that like the, yeah. what the Philadelphia Eagles are capable. Of, this is championship brand football. This is what you call a championship DNA. All my, all my, all my um, people out there that ever played 2k uh, NBA 2k, right? There's a badge called championship DNA and you only can achieve it. If you're my player, wins the NBA Finals. Um, most players don't have it in the game. LeBron James has championship DNA. Kawhi Leonard has it. You only have it if you won a championship in the league, right? You only have it if you've been in those situations. Only have it if you've been in those situations. The Philadelphia Eagles, they have what you call 
championship DNA. They have this ability to just know what to do in these very unique situations, Rob. It, it, it's how, how do you measure, how do you properly uh, critique or evaluate this team where they're constantly just, you know, defying odds, defying logic? H- how? How? Wins and losses. Wins and losses, they win. That's it. I like the way that sounds. Yeah, that's it. It's wins and losses because there's a lot of different things you can look at. And they give up 505 total yards. It reminds me of the Super Bowl in that sense. Like it didn't matter what the situation was, the Eagles were going to be able to adapt and overcome it. I mean, plain and simple. And that's what it was yesterday. So I want to give you a couple things here uh, before we really get rolling. Ian Rappaport saying that the Eagles Pro Bowl offensive tackle Lane Johnson considered day to day after the MRI on his groin on Sunday. Sources say he's not been ruled out for the 49ers game. Practiced fully last week, not on the injury report, but reported soreness Sunday morning. That's one thing. Josina Anderson of CBS is reporting that the Eagles' interest in Darius Leonard has increased. So uh, hopefully, uh, you know, that'll be the case that uh, they bring him in. He was supposed to visit Dallas tomorrow. So we'll see what happens there. That could mean that this hamstring injury with Zach Cunningham, who left the game yesterday, you know, maybe it's something, you know, a couple games or whatever the case may be. So they're looking to add some depth. So those are two key things because we know, look, they were able to overcome Lane Johnson this week. You don't want this thing to be long-term. Yeah, Driscoll, you know, so funny. They uh, Hurts was only sacked twice. Um, on the first drive, I didn't like what they, I didn't like the position they put Driscoll in, yeah. passing the three times in a row. Um, first play, he got beat. But he settled in. Yeah. and. Um, Dr- Driscoll. If I had to, if I had to give Jack Driscoll a grade, I'd probably give him like a like a B. He held his you own. Know? Like I look, yeah, he, I look he, at the way he, he he held his own. Right. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Like again, the, the guy found out probably three hours before the game that he was starting. He didn't work with the ones all week. I, I know we think with these are the robots and Jeff Stoutland's going to wave pixie dust on them. It's hard, man. And he jumped in there and he held his own and he did fine. I'm, I'll put it that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, it's not long term with Lane. Obviously. Um, but that's that's yet another piece of the puzzle of this game was overcoming a lot of injuries to, to major people. You're without Milton Williams already with a concussion. You're without Fletcher Cox. You're without Zach Cunningham all on the defensive side of the ball. You're without Lane Johnson on the offensive side of the ball. Dallas Goddard on the offensive side of the ball. And you still put up a 37 spot. You still won at home uh, in a game where you trailed by 10 at the half. So, like, all, there's so many things that don't make sense numerically, mm. right? Analytically don't make sense. Outstat it, this and that. But it's big plays, it's clutch moments, it's plays when you have to make the plays, and that's what this Eagles team does. And the biggest thing is, Tone, so much of life in sports is mental, is psychological, is confidence, is, you know, just some people wave a white flag, you know, when 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 adversity hits. And I know it's sports, we're not, we're not talking about life and death here. But this Eagles team, when they're down, is never done. There's a big difference there where a lot of teams will lay down. This Eagles team does not lay down. And we see it week after week. And it doesn't matter what the circumstances, how poorly they're playing, how many people are injured, how good the opponent is, whatever. This Eagles team steps up and they find ways to do it. And that is a skill. I say this all the time to people. Figuring out ways to win when you're not playing your A game is a skill. And they are going to carry that into the postseason and it's their greatest attribute as a team, not talent. Look, they have plenty of that. They have plenty of excellent coaching, but it's that trait, the ability to win when you're not at your best week in and week out. That's the Eagles hallmark right there. Bro, let me tell you this, right? My wife, she has uh, her master's degree uh, in psychology, right? Yep. And, you know, I used to, I used to help her study and everything. 
And there was uh, one day we were we were talking about, you know, her craft and she was saying, well, you know, uh, there's still, um, you know, there was a point in time and still is that there was a disparity between the psychological community and the neurological community. Right. The psychological the psychological community, they deal with the things you can't really see. You can't really measure. Right. The neurological community, they deal with more so the anatomy of the brain, the things that can be measured, the things can, that can be quantified. Right. You know, you mentioned how these Philadelphia Eagles, there's a certain level of there, there's a psychological edge they play with. Right. You know, in sports, we get so caught up on the things we can measure. We get so caught up on the we get so caught up on the on the analytics, the stats. Right. They think things that we can make sense of. But what scares opponents the most, what 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 what, what analysts don't really like discussing on television, they don't like acknowledging the things they can't measure because they can't make sense of it themselves. Yep. It goes against their conventional wisdom. Yes. It goes against it goes against what they were trained in. Right. When you look at the Philadelphia Eagles, they go against conventional wisdom, wisdom. They go against the analytics. They go against logic. They go against anything that you can measure or quantify or somehow try to replicate, right? The Philadelphia Eagles are what you call their, their magic. They're, they, 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 they go above and beyond what you can put down on a piece of paper. Their storybook, their, their theater, right? Their art. You cannot quantify art. You cannot measure this stuff, right? They they have such a edge in the psychological part of the game that people people have a hard time making sense of it from a neurological perspective. Yeah, no, I listen. Makes sense. Makes sense. I think what they did was they put together. First of all, they got it right with the coach. The coach got it right with the staff that he put together and continues because it was hard. He lost both coordinators. They drafted guys who have that dog. And I know the Eagles talk about dog mentality all the time, but it's true. They drafted guys who come from winning cultures in college for the most part, but also have that something inside that, that you can't, you know, it's not immeasurable. Guys like Kelsey and guys like Jalen Hurts and Brandon Graham, and props to Brandon Graham, set the all-time mark for games played for the Eagles at 189 yesterday and got a sack on top of it. Awesome for Brandon Graham. But there's tons of those kind of guys. They're winners. And that's the thing that you just – when, when, when you get too, you fall too in love at a combine with a speed or a size or whatever, you got to get the other part of it right. And this is the kind of stuff that it's hard to judge sometimes, but mm. they have a lot of those kind of players and coaches. And I look, I can only imagine you see the chaos. Frank Reich's been fired. You mm-hmm. see what's going on in other places. Like there's just, you know, co- uh, coordinators getting fired, all this other stuff. Man, th- there's none of that stuff with the Eagles. They are working as one, they are working as a unit, and they are. A, a band of brothers that, that figure out a way to get it done in the biggest of spots when it's, when it would be very easy. Look, yesterday it could have been just, Hey man, this is one of those duds. The week before it could have been, it's Kansas city. Nobody ever beats Andy Reid off a of bye. The week before it's, we don't beat Dak. You know, what are you gonna do? Still a bunch of other games to play, but they don't do that. They, there's never that, that, that throw in where they just give up. Like, all right, mm-hmm. they don't do that. And, and that's, um, it's going to bode well for the postseason. I can tell you that much. Yeah, man, that's that's there's, there's really no other way to really put it. Like I said, the Eagles are just, the Eagles are just made of something different. Um, you know, at, after the game was over, uh, Jalen Hurts was walking over the field, and you know how they they always do the social media hits and all that. Yeah, and Jalen, you know, he he had the phone up. He was just like, "What do you yeah. want me to say? 
Yeah, like I, I don't know, I don't know either, man. Like it's, what, it's it was like what, the Jordan. What do you want me to say? And in, in in the, in the, you know, he's hitting all the threes against right. Portland. And, yeah. and, and and you know, he explained it more in the press conference. He indicated that look, I don't know what else you guys really want me to say about this. Winning is the most important thing. Yep. And I'm paraphrasing, of course. Um, he he talked about how, you know, he still, still was not satisfied with the way things are going. Right. Um, they won the game. Some things, some things can't be explained, but you better understand it. You feel what I'm saying? You better understand that the Philadelphia Eagles, all they do is win. Mm-hmm. And so far, they're 2-0 and with the Kelly Greens on this year. You know what I mean? Like this, and and, and I see you with your Kelly Green, you know, crew. Like, I, I, I see you, Rob. I, I dig I it. I dig it. So, so, you know, again, yeah. man, Philadelphia Eagles fans, I know you guys probably look at me sometimes. You guys say, damn, Tone, calm down. Damn, Tone, your energy high. What the hell are you talking about, man? All this colorful language was going on. But look, you guys, I'm rocking with y'all. I bleed this thing. I feel this thing. I'm yeah. such a I'm such a dire Philadelphia Eagles fan. And I know sometimes they may get in the way of my objectivity. Some people may feel that way, so on and so forth. But the reality is, man, when you see great football being played, you got to acknowledge it. When you see clutch performances, you got to acknowledge it. Yeah. And then when you think about the distance traveled, not only for this team, but the distance traveled for the quarterback, a quarterback that's been doubted at every step of the way. And he continues to defy the odds. How can you not love it? How can you not be on this? High? Make sure you're on the right side of history, you guys. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, no, I, I think it's I think it's the quarterback. I think it's the coach who everybody kind of mocked, you know, at, at the beginning of the season where they're saying or when when they first hired him, like, who's this guy? And he can't handle himself in front of a, a Zoom call and all that, and they dumped all over him. Mm-hmm. And you know, and and, it, and it's like, fine, man. You know, Jason Kelsey was a low drafted guy out of Cincinnati. He still wears that you know, to this day. And, and we almost go into the Kelsey speech, Lane Johnson, the PEDs and all, whatever. The, the bottom line is the other thing I, I think that is, there's two things that also really fuel this team. One is what you just mentioned. They're not satisfied. They know there were issues in the first half and there's things they have to clean up if they want to win the Super Bowl. So there's, there's no sniffing themselves. And I think the other part is when you get as close as they got last year, it's the ultimate motivator. You, you got within three points of winning the Super Bowl. Like you, that is damn hard to do. And, you don't want to, with a team this talented, leave anything on the table again. You got to be able to finish the deal this season. You mm-hmm. have to, and they all realize that, especially the guys who may be at the end, like Jason Kelsey. This may be his last year in the NFL, and maybe Fletcher Cox last year is an Eagle. Maybe Brandon Graham's last year is an Eagle. These guys all recognize that, um, and they understand that. And there are guys that may never play again in the NFL who may be cut, who are bottom of the roster kind of guys. You got to finish the deal. You got to finish the deal. Um, yeah. Would you right. would you say they're more prepared than ever to finish the deal this year? Yeah, I think there's things that need to be corrected, but I think mentally, they're the toughest team in football. Mm, I like that. We got to talk about that more. Are they yeah. are they mentally the toughest team in football? We got to talk yeah. about that more, Rob. Right. You might be on to something there. All right, let's do that. We'll hit that. We'll hit the offense. We'll hit the defense. We'll, I, I, like I said, I got tons of like tidbit things that are going to say, "What? You got to be kidding me!" Eagles kind of stuff. We'll get into the everything that went down this past week, week 12 in the NFL, things that affected the Eagles. And, and I mentioned you know, the Reich thing, which is a, obviously there's there's just waves going through the league after that. Uh, but tons to do. Ton, wall-to-wall Eagles, wall-to-wall football for you today on this Victory Monday, man. Oh, unbelievable. We sit, I feel like we sit here every Monday or every – last week it was Tuesday – after the game, and we're like, I can't believe that. I can't believe it. So maybe I need to start believing. They're taking years happen. off of our lives, right? It has, in a good way, though. In a good way, though. All right, let's uh, 
Let, let's get it. Let's uh, let's hit it real quick. We'll come back. We'll continue with the Eagles discussion. I want to tell you about Bravo Pizza of Havertown. All right, you, you went through the ringer yesterday, right? But it was a good thing. You don't feel like cooking today. Who feels like cooking today? Nobody feels like cooking. So get Bravo Pizza of Havertown, uh, where I go each and every week. They've been family-owned since 1985. you got Alex and the crew there seven days a week just doing amazing stuff. Fresh food, 20 different styles of pizza, slices to go, specialized pizza, however you want it made. But Bravo Pizza of Havertown doesn't just do pizza. They do fresh pasta, sandwiches, wraps, wings, salads. Bravo Pizza of Havertown is also committed to the community. They have fundraisers for charities, for Little Leagues, uh, for schools where the proceeds go to those organizations. You could follow them at the Bravo Pizza of Havertown on Instagram and Facebook for daily specials and promotions. They're at 1305 Westchester Pike Manoa Shopping Center in Havertown, PA. 1305 Westchester Pike Manoa Shopping Center, Havertown, PA. Give them a call, 610-446-3810. 610-446-3810. Bravo Pizza of Havertown. I remember getting my heart broken when they lost the Super Bowl in 2004. We're big Eagles fans. We moved to South Philly because of the Eagles. When they won, we went straight to Broad Street and uh, everybody was going nuts over there. And it was just a, a memory that you'll never forget. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, We've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to move to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower, 
on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game, and the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. For the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. All back. We're back. There's just a different vibe in the air. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if you're you're headed to Wawa, you're walking down the street, you see your neighbor, whatever the case may be, man. It's it always makes Mondays a little easier, baby. The sun shines a little brighter. Yeah. Shines yeah, a, little a little brighter. Philly, it's not quite as rainy as you know. Oh, it's all good. Food tastes a little bit better. A little bit. A little, a little bit. bit better. All right, so those, let's look those, those Thanksgiving leftovers, they oh, taste that, a little bit better, don't they? <laughs> that, that's true. And the beauty of the Thanksgiving leftover is you you pick and choose whatever you want. You just do, yeah, I'm not, I like this is my favorite. Boom, you get a little you get a little crazy with that. But yeah, there's a lot of leftovers. Mm-hmm. All right. So we like we keep it real. We look at the good, bad, and the ugly, um, for sure. So let's let's tackle the offense here, Tone. And, and start with this. All right, seven points in the first half. And I, I, w- I would venture a guess and say this is the worst first half that Jalen Hurts has ever had in his in, at any level from from you know Pee Wee to to the NFL. Okay, four for 11, 33 passing yards, zero touchdowns, an interception, a fumble, and a seven seven, not seventy seven, seven passer rating. Okay, that's the first half. They they couldn't get out of their own way. They had turnovers. They didn't run the ball effectively. Once again, AJ Brown you know, kind of non-existent, lack of targets. You're saying to yourself, this may be the one game of the of the Nick Sirianni era where they just don't show up. Like, it, it rarely do, has that ever happened. They usually, even if they lose, you feel like, all right, I mean, they lost, they, they shot themselves in the foot here and there, but they show up. This had the earmarks of they're screwed. Now, it was only 10, which is kind of a gift, frankly. It could have been a lot worse than that, which is sort of the way I felt like, I don't know about you. The the Chiefs game, I, I looked at it and I said, man, they're only down 10. They're kind of fine here. This game, they were only down 10. I said, they're fortunate, but I really don't like what this looks like. Just give me your sense before we dive into the second half of where you were at halftime with this. Halftime, I'll be frank with you guys. I was concerned because I felt like it, most of it was self-inflicted wounds. The interception, the fumble. Uh, whenever you felt like they were getting any kind of momentum, it was it was uh, it was derailed by some boneheaded moment, and I I, I didn't get a sense for any cohesion. Mm-hmm. I didn't get a sense for any um, preparation. You know, I I just had major concerns about the uh, the offense side of the ball. You know, the fact that the de- the defense was actually on par with what they've been doing. Right, seventeen points in the first half. Okay, you know is. So I really was I really was shocked that the offense was so lackluster. You know, uh, I was shocked with some of the play calling decisions because I felt like 
I felt like they didn't do enough to adjust or account for Jet Driscoll being in for Lane Johnson. I felt like they just stuck with their same game plan and expected um, Jet Driscoll to just play up to the standard instead of, um, you know, uh, tweaking what they could do or what they should do with him out there. For example, first drive of the game for the Philadelphia Eagles, three pass plays in a row, and they all were throwaways. You know what I mean? And I mean, and, and, and don't get it twisted. I, I totally appreciate a quarterback who knows when to say when. Yeah. Right. He 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 didn't put he didn't force the ball in harm's way. He threw the ball out and you live to find another down. Right. But, you know, there were just moments in this game where I, I was so I, I was so on edge about the, the offensive play calling. And I questioned that they could, you know, you know, if, if they could handle things, because, look, the way the Eagles have been doing things these past few weeks, you know, it's so hard to rely on that time in and time out. But then you see how things end up and it's like, how can you bet against them? So it's again, I'm sitting there on the couch and I'm, I'm on pins and needles. My wife says, Tone, didn't this happen last week? <laughs> like that's all she said. Yep. Like, didn't this happen last week? Mm-hmm. So relax. Yes. We, like we, we've gotten to a point where we can just watch the game and we, we, we can't, we, we got to reserve judgment until the clock says zero, 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 zero. It's the natural inclination from a fan and and I'm, that's not a knock you, you're supposed to be emotional where you're where your emotions on your sleep but the natural inclination is brian johnson sucks this offense can't do anything they didn't show up today and blah 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 and and, and you know the, the laundry list of, of people going bananas but then what generally happens is they regroup at halftime they make adjustments which is also big uh you know come postseason time to whatever's going on they counter things so here we go so they come out in the second half, um, and you see them, they start running the ball more successfully. They're moving the ball down the field in terms of passing. Um, just to, to give you Jalen Hurts' number, so I just gave you the first half. The second half, he goes 14 for 20, 167 yards, three passing touchdowns, uh, two rushing, 134.8 passer rating. So he gets he gets going. They get confidence. The defense makes a huge play when they had to, which we'll get into in a second with the Bradbury thing. But not a little thing. The blocked field goal. Wow. Carter is is a big, big play in this game. I, I think that was still the second quarter, I believe. But anyway, he blocks that thing. It's a big deal. And their guy, by the way, got one blocked and missed one in that in that slop. And Jake Elliott buries you know 59 yards it could have been 65 by the way you see how far back that went to i mean he, that could have been 65 yards that thing hit the net you hit the net he could have definitely got another five yards out of that thing unbelievable uh i, I just compare it so amandola yesterday for houston i think it was a 58 yarder and he's in you know on perfect conditions in, in that that dome or whatever they play in and he hits the crossbar you know, again, whatever. Not I enough mean, leg on it. Just not enough. enough leg. Yeah, and that's on that's in perfect conditions, but nonetheless. So Devontae Smith, who's really come on, man, like the last three weeks, big time. He was right at that 99 mark the last couple of weeks, but had the huge catch, which got him down to the one in the Chiefs game, which then Jalen snuck in. Uh, but he ends up, you know, seven for 106, 15 yards per catch, had the touchdown catch. A.J. Brown, five for 37, but he did have a touchdown. And I'll tell you this too, Tone. Here's another thing that you see growth from Jalen Hurts. The touchdown throw to Alameda Zacchaeus. He's rolling to his left, which has always been kind of an Achilles heel. We know he prefers to roll right. He's a right-handed quarterback. He's rolling to his left. Buying time. Buying, they're already in field goal range, by the way. Buying time, buying time. 
drops that thing over one build defender. Another one's coming down back of the end zone. Zacchaeus makes a nice catch on it, but it's a brilliant throw. It's a third and 15, Rob. Yeah. Third and 15. Yes. Yes. Uh, It's a uh, back-breaking kind of play. What? Yeah. Third. That's the kind of play that demoralizes, you know, an an, an entire team. Because now you're – because now – and that's what the Philadelphia Eagles do, right? You look at them and you say, like, damn. Like, what do I got to do to keep these guys – Oh, oh, wait, they're pesky. Yeah. They continue to just, they're like a, they're like a gnat. You just they're a can't. Net. They're a green you, fly you, you, on the you beach. Can't, you, you, you can't, you, you have to kill them. Yeah. You have to, you have, you have to lock them in a radioactive chamber and hope cancer gets them. Like, 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 you, like, like, like you just can't, you can't, you, you, you got to do everything. Yeah. To, 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 you know, to just, you got to bury them alive. You got to do something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. It's, it's insane. So, that, I mean, that, that's what it goes back to. And then, so there's just a handful of plays made all over the place. Like, you know, again, I can't emphasize, I thought Swift had an awesome second half. It's going to get lost in everything else that happened, but 14 rushes, 80 yards. That's 5.7 yards per carry. Uh, there, The other thing is, Tone, we bemoaned the red zone early in the year. Mm. Okay. Four for four yesterday. They're now the number five team in the entire NFL. At one point, they were 27, I believe. They're five in the in the NFL in red zone efficiency at 62.7%. They've scored their last 12 times. They've scored a touchdown in the red zone. So you can't tell me that there aren't improvements being made here. There are. I mean, you they, they've figured it out, whatever was going on early in the season in the red zone. And if they don't, they don't get these, they don't go to overtime. They don't win this game if they're not cashing every single time in that red zone. So that's another piece of this thing that, that's gotten so much better from this team. I I mean, yeah, there are frustrating things that happen. I think the other thing we have to take into account too, like I know it looks bad early, but if they had these kind of like ebbs and flows, like in other words, if they started the game off strong and had a bad second quarter, I don't think we're losing our mind the way that we do. It's because it starts off and it looks ugly. And I just think people are too caught up in like moments of the game rather than the end results. Uh, and I'm not telling you everything's fine either. Believe me, I'm not turning a blind eye to things they have to correct because they do have to correct things. But I think we get we get too caught up in it not being perfection rather than how they're able to finish these games and win the games. No, I hear you. I hear you. But there are just certain moments that just can't happen, right? You can't – after your defense comes up big in the red zone and Jalen Carter blocks a field goal – Two plays later, you can't fumble the rock and give the ball back to him and give them yeah. a touch, give them a touchdown. Both of Jalen Hurts' turnovers directly resulted in 14 points. Directly resulted in 14 points. So he has to wear um a lot of how that first half went. You cannot fumble the ball on the handoff. You can't throw interceptions like that. It, it just it, it just can't happen. And some of his interceptions are starting to look eerily similar, right? Um, he try he tries to throw a quick slant or he tries to throw a quick slant uh, to the right. Ball gets tipped up, it gets intercepted. Those are starting to look eerily similar. So he needs to do a better job at somehow, some way, deceiving the defender, yeah. um, or getting or or finding a way to get the ball over the defender. I mean, he's not the tallest quarterback, so those those things those things are probably going to happen if a guy's his size. But because it's because those interceptions are very similar and they keep happening to him, we got to start we got to start making him accountable for how those things are happening now. I understand they're tip balls, but you see the defender coming. You, you I, I don't know what can be done. Maybe, maybe a pump fake. I don't know. But 
he has too many interceptions that look like that. Yep, I agree. And, um, I agree. and, and at some point, he we got to start having him wear those interceptions because at the end of the day, they're on the stat sheet. And look, I say it all the time. All turnovers are not created equal. But Jalen Hurts had two crucial turnovers that altered the trajectory of this game and put them uh, in the hole. Yeah, yeah, but again, no, no doubt. And it, way, the, the mesh fumble was so weird. Very so, weird. You know, look, the whole design of the play is it could go any way, and you want to sell it as, as best you can sell it either way. If, if you're handing it off, you want them to think you're throwing. If you're, if you're you know, throwing, you want to pick hands, etc. He gave it to him, pulled it back, and tried to stick it back. It was weird. It was weird. It was weird. So I, I that one, in my opinion, is absolutely on him, as is the interception. He's got to clean up the turnovers. We know that. Like, as much as we kill, we kill Josh Allen for the turnovers, Jalen's not that far away. So that's got to be cleaned up, no doubt. Um, but he played a clean second half, and he played a great second half. And I thought, you know, whether it was – it was a classic Jalen because he killed you with his legs and he killed you with his arm. Mm-hmm. It was really both. It was – it was – to me, the second half was the full specter of what you'd get with him that makes him, you know, now the front runner for the MVP award. And that's what he is, by the I'm way. I'm so glad you brought that up. MVP conversation. Was that the MVP game for him this season? Was 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 that was was I mean, of course he has other games coming up, but so far, was that his greatest performance, his greatest game of the season? All you know, when you factor in the entire nuance and all the elements of the game, the weather. Being down double digits going into the fourth quarter, um, the overtime victory, um, driving down the field and so on and so forth. Such a such a perfect second half. Was that the MVP game for him? Yeah. Uh, well, I think he's building the resume. You go to the week before where you know he he's he's toe-to-toe with Mahomes in Kansas City, making big plays. And then you go to this one. I mean, I think about it. If they beat the if they beat San Fran this week and he plays great again, I, I don't know like what else you want for him from him. Honestly, it, like it. And again, if you're a purist and you're just looking at yards or you're just looking at passing touchdowns or passer rating and all that, then you're looking at the wrong guy. But if you're looking at wins and figuring out a way to get into the end zone, you realize he's now tied for fourth in the history of the Eagles with rushing touchdowns. Wow. This team's been around since 1933. He's in his third year as a starter and he's a quarterback. I think also I think also Jalen Hurts holds the record right now for most consecutive wins against winning teams at like Correct. fourteen at like fourteen and 0, 14 and zero something like that and um it's by it's by a large margin as well yes um listen again people look at Jalen Hurts and they got all these ways of nitpicking his game but one thing they can't say is he's a loser he win, he wins the game he wins. you may you you may find a quarterback who's more talented you might find a quarterback who throws a prettier ball you might find all those things. But do, but do they win? Yeah. Are they capable of showing up when it matters most? Right. Like, what? Wh- where are their? Where's their heart? At? You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Jalen Hurts has something like I always say, you guys, and I'm gonna keep saying it. I don't care if you guys get bored of me. He has something in him that cannot be measured. This Philadelphia Eagles team is made of made up of something you cannot measure. It defies all logic. It dis- it defies all mathematical equations. It defies all analytics and. Um, national pundits hate it. They hate it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. And I'd say, I, look, I'll say something I'm, I'll say till I'm red in the face. He's a scorer, not a shooter. He figures mm. it out. He's a scorer. He's AI. He, he's not a guy. It, it, it's always going to look beautiful. It doesn't matter. He figures it, 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 if it gets grimy, that all the better. 
for this football team. If it gets ugly, all the better. You want it mucked up a little bit. You want it sloppy conditions. You want them down because they're, you know they're going to have the fortitude that the other team doesn't to be able to figure out a way to win it. So, I mean, I just look at it from his perspective, and then they follow their, you know, the leader here, uh, what they're able to do. Uh, my lot I thought was awesome. Kelsey, other than those two, like they were yeah. big penalties. He back-to-back at that. Back-to-back. He was unbelievable in that game. You look at the amount of times he pulled and killed guys especially on the game winner. He he slaughters this guy on that play. But he wasn't the only one who was good. Like, I thought everybody really held their own uh, on the offensive line. And Driscoll was, like we talked about earlier, was fine. He was fine. He didn't get he didn't turn into a turnstile or get killed or anything like that. He did what he had to do. But they're good in the red zone now. They're 27-2. and two. Now, Jalen is 27-2 and two in his last 29 games as the quarterback. And you have two killer starting receivers. It's only a matter of time before A.J. Brown gets going again. But yeah. now Devontae Smith, in, in his absence, has stepped up and been awesome. And they're doing it without without a, a borderline Pro Bowl tight end, who, by the way, um, according to multiple reports, could be back as early as this week or certainly Dallas the week after, which is, you know, all you're doing is getting reinforcements back. You know, you get him and Lane back and you're operating with all your you know, all your guys, that's that's Absolutely. huge. The other Absolutely. thing is, on, on it from a defensive perspective, I think getting Roby back, having Bayard there, we'll talk about the defense in a minute, has has really settled down. And, and I, if you, I personally, Slay and um, Bradbury have been a lot better, in my opinion, the last couple of weeks. Not perfect, but better. Yeah, um, I think Bradbury played his best game of the year um, yeah. thus far. Um, he was getting past deflections. Uh, you know, a game, a game changing interception. Um, I definitely would agree. I think, I think those guys are starting to uh, trend in the, in the right direction. And look, man, you're going up against Josh Allen. He's going to get his numbers. He's going to get his numbers. The, the goal is not necessarily to stop him, but more so to force him to pivot, force him to work a little harder than he wants to. Um, even though, even though he got the yardage. He only completed like 53, 56% of his passes. So he right. wasn't, it, 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 it wasn't like he was just, you know, dialing it up. I mean, you know, he he was electric on third down, though. I'll say that much. He was spectacular on third down. But again, he completed like 53, 56% of his passes. I mean, you know, the Eagles are going to give you yardage. That's just what their defense is designed to do. You're going to get the yardage. If, 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 they, if you don't get yardage on the Philadelphia Eagles, um, that's just a plus. But their defense is designed to give you the yardage, yeah. But their defense is also designed not to give you um, the key points or the key downs, so on and so forth. They, they made plays, as you know. Kevin Byer, Reed Blankenship, James Bradbury, Darius Slay, uh, all respectively, they all played one hundred percent of the snaps. Yep. And then and then Bradley Roby, uh, Bradley Roby. Let me make sure I got this right. Roby played seventy five percent of the snaps. Those guys, those guys were just out there. So, like you said, it's it's so good to have Bradley Roby back. Good, good to have Kevin Byer. You know, so, you know, started getting ingratiated into this thing, man. Um, again, uh, the, the, that that four Niners game is going to be tough. It, but like, but all the previous games were tough, right? Right. That's, previous that, games. Were tough. No, you're right. There's no doubt. And we knew going in, all of these games are going to be are, are just they're going to be gauntlet games. Every single one of them. Dallas was. Kansas City was. Buffalo was, San Fran will be, Dallas the following week at Dallas will be. Don't mm-hmm. I, I know everybody's written Seattle off, but that's a hard place to win for anybody, especially Eagles haven't won there since 08. So these are all going to be hard, man. And yeah, could there be a loss in here? Of course. 
Of course there could. Could there be two? Of course there could. But if they came out of this thing, as we talked about, at three and two, worst case scenario, you're going to end up, if you choose to play out those last three games, at 14 and three again. Guess Mm. what? 14 and three is going to win you the NFC. It is. It's going to get you the one. Well, it's going to get you the one seed. It's not going to win you the NFC, but it's going to get you the one seed. Because you look at it right now, at where things are, and, and just from a seeding standpoint, Eagles are still up here. Eagles have one loss. Okay. It's the Niners eight and three. It's Detroit eight and three, Dallas eight and three. So they hold a two game margin on all of those teams. You can't let up. No doubt. Can't let up. You're going to face Dallas head to head. If they Dallas beat you, you're split. Okay. We'll see. You don't play Detroit head to head. You play San Fran head to head. So if you beat them, you, you, you can forget San Fran winning the NFC if you beat them this week. You can. Exactly. They're going to be at four losses, and the Eagles will beat them head-to-head. Okay? So, look, they've put themselves in a position to get the home field, which is huge for a couple of reasons. One, you play one less game. That's one less beatdown on your body. It's one week for your body to rejuvenate and recover. Okay? Number one. Number two, you got to come in here and play in this place, which we know is, if not the most, as difficult as any place to play as witnessed by the bills players losing their minds yesterday, walking over to Eagles fans, (laughs) jawing with them and laying hands on them. You know, again, I want to be fair when I say this because you never know what is said in those circumstances. Okay. To trigger a guy, but nonetheless, it's a bad look right now for Shaq Lawson, who was the guy who made contact with an Eagles fan. It's a really bad look. It was Jack Lawson and Jordan Phillips. And by the way, Jordan Phillips was the one with the absolute cheap shot. And yes, I said cheap shot. It wasn't a mistake on the tush push where he where he plows into, I think it was um, Jurgens. Yeah. A flat out dirty, coached up, in my opinion, play because you knew you couldn't stop it. That's, That's what, what I said. Teams do. They're going to try and hurt the Eagles now because they can't stop that play. It was a dirty, dirty play and should have been not just offsides it should have been 15 yards yeah i agree um the play the play was like the it it wasn't they didn't even like it wasn't like it was a false start and you just jumped right it wasn't nothing like that you flat out just tried you flat out just you you knew what was coming it frustrates you and you were thinking to yourself i'm just gonna maul the guy in front like he could have stopped at any point he kept going so like the reality is man um they can do what they want they can say what they want. They can feel what they want. But guess what? 10 and 1. Last time I checked, that pays the bills, man. And the rent has always been due for the Philadelphia Eagles. And somehow, somewhere, they continue to cash in. Mm-hmm. They continue to cash in, RE. You know, um, I just I have a hard time betting against this team against anybody, right? And they got they got the, in my opinion, the harder part of this gauntlet is done. The harder part of this gauntlet has has been completed. You know, you beat Dak at home, and then you took your bye. Then you beat Patrick Mahomes at Arrowhead. Check. You beat Josh Allen in Philadelphia. Check. You've already gotten the three hardest quarterback matchups out of the way. Yeah. Now, obviously, Brock Purdy and the 49ers, they're very good at what they do, and they put him in great positions to win, and, he, and he's having a great season. Let's not get it twisted. Yeah. But, I mean, you already beat Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. I feel good about my eyes against – Brock Purdy. I feel good about my odds against Geno Smith. I even feel good about my odds against Dak again. So the more this team continues to defy these type of odds, the more confident I am in certain situations. You beat you beat Patrick Mahomes and Arrowhead. The Philadelphia Eagles can be anybody anywhere. What they do, it travels. 
It does. Everything they do travels because you, here's the thing. There's so many different ways that you can win. You can win with the, with the ground game. You can run with Jalen uh, running. You can win through, through passing it. You can get after the quarterback. Um, no, there's, and you adapt. So none of that matters. And there's no intimidation factor. I don't care if you're playing in Kansas city. I don't care if you're playing in Dallas, there's no intimidation factor with this team. It's just not there. Um, all right, let's come back. We'll talk about the defense. We got to get Jake Elliott some love here uh, for what he's been able to do. It really, it dates back to 2017 when he hits a 61 yarder against the giants, which was sort of his introduction to Philadelphia. Uh, well, you know, let's, let's, let's give him some love right now. He hits that 61 yarder in, in, in 17 in the regular season, which really catapulted the Eagles to get on a crazy run. He, in the, let's not overlook a 50. I'd have to look at the exact yardage, 50 something yarder in the Super Bowl. Which put the Eagles up eight after the strip sack by by BG, which me, meant Brady had to go all the way down the field, score, and they had to get two, mm-hmm. which was huge. And all he does is deliver eight for eight uh, in game tying or go ahead situations, final two minutes or overtime. Like I I recognize how great Justin Tucker is in, in Baltimore. He may meant go down as the greatest that, that has ever you know lived. I didn't think this quickly we'd be talking about someone who may be greater than David Akers. I was and just about to ask you that question. Is, is, is he is he better than David Akers? I think he is. Mm. I think he is. And I David Akers has made a lot of kicks for the Philadelphia Eagles, but Jake Elliott, it just seems like yeah, it just seems like he his his clutch gene is out of this world. He's making David Akers proud. I'll tell you that much. I though. agree with you. I mean, to have those two of those guys in, in you know whatever it's been the last twenty years is, is pretty amazing because they're both great. And he is, he's great. And you have no fear. Uh, you know, I love some of the quotes coming out of the locker room yesterday, which was great. Like Devontae Smith and and a lot of those guys. They they, they asked him, "Do you even watch?" Like when he kicks, he said, "Hell like, yeah, I watch." Yeah, right. I watch. You you don't watch if you're scared. I'm not scared. I know this guy's going to make it. Like every one of them. Believe me, Slay was hilarious. He's like, "Are you kidding me? That dude's the second best athlete on the team." I'm watching what he picks. <laughs> it was just—it's just great, man. It's just—it's it, fun stuff that's going on right Definitely, now. Definitely, man. This is this is the fun season, man. Listen, as stressful as it's been, is has this season? Maybe this could be a topic later on, man. Has this season? Has this season been more fun than last season? Yeah. Let's, yeah. We, we, let's, we, really, I, let's really dive into that. Uh, yeah, we'll get into it. We will. All right, let's do that. Let's let's answer that when we come back, and then we'll talk about the defense as well. All right, so a lot of ground to cover. Tone to Shields, Rob Ellis, we're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, I want to tell you right now about Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group because knowing who to trust with your finances can be scary, right? And I'm right there in the front of the line. It took me a long time to get my my house in order, so to speak. Uh, and I can tell you from personal experience that Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group are the people that I trust with my hard-earned savings. Uh, whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review, You might have a small business. You need help with your employee benefits. That's another resource that Jim can help you with. Personally, I have entrusted my IRA, my 401k rollovers with Jim, and I couldn't be any happier. You will be as well. Give him a call, 610-996-4751, 610-996-4751, or you could email him as well, Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y, dot Jim at principal.com, Murray, dot Jim at principal.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the stakes and the stakes, go to get your parlay on, go to get your party on, go for the scene, 
Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Champions on three. One, two, three. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to move to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. And the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. Back. We are back. Appreciate you hanging out with us today on this Victory Monday, Eagles Monday. Rob Ellis, Tone to Shields. Uh, all right, so Tone, a couple things. Just a heads up for tonight's game. Justin Jefferson will not play for the Vikings. They're going to give him this game, and then they have a bye week to make sure that he's 100% with okay. that hamstring, just for, for what it's worth. All right. Uh, no, I, I, I give the Vikings organization a lot of credit for not pressuring this guy or trying to force him out there. Uh they're they're looking out for the player's best interest, and that's not always the they case. know damn well. They know damn well he's the franchise right now, and he he they want to keep him as happy as possible. They, know. they know what's on the horizon. That contract's exactly. on the horizon. They know yep. what they're doing. Smart in a number of ways, but anyway. Um, all right. So um again, this is not one you're gonna send to Canton from a defensive standpoint when you give up 34 points. Okay, not all on the defense. There were some turnovers that that aided this by the Eagles. So, but nonetheless, 505 total yards. That has a Super Bowl 52 feel to it. That they were somehow able to overcome that 
is amazing in and of itself. Okay. You give up that many yards. You go, they went 13 for 22 on third down as well. Uh, this is again, not where you want to be here uh, statistically, but you also do in fairness to the Eagles have to take into account some of the things that were going on. You lost Fletcher Cox in the game. He got hurt, tried to get back, left the game again. Uh, they were already without Milton Williams, who was in concussion protocol. So that's two of your, you know, two stud defensive tackles. You're down right there. Zach Cunningham, who's had a nice year for them. He's had, he's had a really nice year for them. He goes down. You got to plug in Christian Ellis, who has basically only played special teams this season. Mm -hmm. Um, So you're down some bodies, but even, even be, even with that being said, you have to be better than they were. I I think there's a lot of things at play. Josh Allen was good. He had the one interception, but he was really good. Uh, they ran the ball well. Johnson ran it well. Cook ran it well. Uh, they ran it well. Diggs got his. Um, it was a game where you knew Buffalo, I, at least I thought Buffalo was really going to show up in the game, and they did um, for the most part. But, yeah, you would like to see some more things happen. If it's not Josh Allen, I think they probably have three or four sacks in the game. But he gets out of stuff, and he's strong. Yeah. Um, they, they have to be better. I'll get into some of the good, but I, I'm just going to say generally defensively, they got to pick this thing up than what happened on, on Sunday. Yeah. You know, um, just to put it in perspective, right. Um, you're right. The, the defense, um, had to be, had to be better. You give up over, over 500 yards into the offense. Um, you did go in overtime. So that adds to it as well. But also, um, we gotta, we got, well, you know, we gotta keep in mind, Josh Allen ran the ball nine times and accounted for 81 of the team's rushing yards yep. 81 yep. out of 173 yards rushing so if we're doing the math here josh allen if you take away his 81 rushing yards the eagles only gave up 92 92 yards rushing to three different you know uh to three running backs combined james mm-hmm. cook latavius murray and ty johnson they all averaged um three yards a uh, three yards a carry or less so when it came to the running backs um they did it they actually did a fairly good job keeping those guys at bay um, there were moments where James Cook, you know, had a, you know, he had an 11 yard run, but that was his longest run of the day. Uh, Latavius Murray had a 13 yard run. Um, Ty Johnson had a nine yard run, but Josh Allen continued to break their backs on third down. That's what really killed the Eagles. Um, and that's what happens when you're dealing with the quarterback. Look, Jalen Hurts did the same thing to them, right? Right. When you're going up against these quarterbacks who are mobile, who are who, who are able to uh, to get things done with their legs, it's so hard to account for that. Um, you know, uh, it's so hard to account for that extra man. So. Um, I understand back-to-back weeks they gave up over over 150 rushing yards. Uh, I definitely could kill him for last week for sure. Pacheco was Pacheco was you know running all over him. Um, but then you had Mahomes breaking their back in certain moments, and then in this game, same thing. Josh Allen, 81 rushing yards. That's that's insane. He had more rushing yards than DeAndre Swift. So, you know, uh, it's you're not going to play a guy like Josh Allen every single week. Uh, I think the run defense. I think they will be fine going forward. Um, you know, just back to back weeks, uh, bad luck of the draw, but they still managed to keep uh, them at bay, and it didn't necessarily impact uh, their ability to win the game. Philadelphia Eagles on their side, though, ran the ball for 185 yards, so they were able to get it done as well. Yep. Swift for 80, Hertz with 65, so on and so forth. So, um, you know, I think, I think the pass defense that's something we're still going to have to watch. Um, I, don't, I don't know that it's ever going to be great. I mean, I, yeah, I think – Yeah, and, and it's and it's not – you're right. It's never going to be great. Yeah, they don't get I, off the field on third down. It's a major it's, – it's an issue, and it's almost like you're just going to – you're going to have to overcome it. Yeah, they were in, they were in so many uh, third and long 
in third down situations. And for some reason, this team just can't get off the field in third down. They were in 22 different third down situations, and the, the Bills converted 13 of them. They were above 50% yeah. on third down. That can't happen. Um, the Philadelphia Eagles were uh, were under 50% mm-hmm. uh, on third down on their side of things, right? Another thing that we got to talk about, too, the Buffalo Bills ran 92 plays compared to the Philadelphia Eagles 65 plays. Yeah, that, and that telling that's inability to get off the field on third down. Exactly, because they Same both have drives. Drives. Same yes, exactly. Same amount of drives, 14 drives respectively between both teams. But when you allow a team to put up 92 plays on you compared to your 65, that means you had a hard time sustaining drives in the first part of that game and the Bills were able to sustain drives all throughout it. Here here and the other thing is they held the ball for almost a full quarter more. So, exactly, forty minutes compared to twenty six minutes. Yeah, so, that's really it's, it's it's insane. So that you're talking about a full quarter more where the defense is out on the field and all those plays that you just mentioned for a defense that's already short bodies, you're already down guys. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's no one. I mean, let, let's face it, we all saw it. We saw the eyeballs like that. The the end of the regulation and then overtime, the defense was gassed, man. You you. The play. Uh, let me just give Jordan Davis some love here. Okay? Yo, Davis. <laughs> All right. So Jordan Davis is a a even by NFL standards a gigantic human being. Okay. He even on an NFL field, you look at that guy and you're like, damn, he's big. When they're all big. Okay. You same thing with Mylotta. You look at Jordan Mylotta, you're like, whoa. All right. But anyway, so the play where he's chasing down uh, Josh Allen, and he doesn't quite get him, but. He forces him out of bounds where Allen can't get the first down. Now, you you watch afterwards, there was one of two things going on. Either he's exhausted or he landed weird on his shoulder. Now, thankfully, I don't think it was a shoulder. I think he was just beat, okay? But he the effort was – you know he was going 16 miles per hour? What? Do you know how hard that is to go that fast for a human being that is that big? 16 miles per hour. And they all – and, and, and then to expect him to just come to a complete stop. Right, right. You know what I mean? Uh, it's dog. So, so uh, here, I'm going to give love to the two young dudes. Carter, 76 snaps, previous high 51. Davis, as we mentioned earlier, 62 snaps, previous high 44. Those two guys were out there, and they were dragging. They were Their asses were dragging at the end of that game. Understood. So some of this, and the other part is, again, I know Eagles fans don't want to hear this. Sometimes you tip your hat. To the other team. Josh Allen makes plays that not a lot of guys in that league can make. Exactly. Stefan Diggs is a phenomenal football player. It, it happens. Like yeah. they do that against a lot of teams. So again, I want them to be better on defense. Of course I do. But some of this is your competition who is really, really good. You're, you're right. The fact of the matter is they get paid too, and they're trying to win the game as well. So um, when you go up against these top tier quarterbacks that the Philadelphia Eagles have gone up against throughout this season, the best you can really hope for is for your defense to make plays when it matters most and try to at least make life a little bit miserable for him. Try to make life a little bit more difficult, you know, um, try to knock him off his spots, maybe knock off his timing, so on and so forth. That's the best you can hope for when you're going up against guys like Petra Mahomes, Josh Allen, Tua Tagovailoa, Dak Prescott. You know, those two guys are four of the more talented quarterbacks in the NFL have your opinion about Tua and have your opinion about Dak all you want, which I have, but they're, you know, those, those guys are talented at the position. We got to get credit where credit is due. And the best you can do when you're dealing with guys like that, you know, Mahomes and Allen included, like I said, you have to find a way to make life a little bit tougher for them, make them a little uncomfortable, force them to get rid of the ball at least uh, a second or two um, quicker than they would like. 
that's the best you can hope for when you're going up against these guys. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, these guys put up numbers against the best of them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. um, I'm not going to kill this Eagles defense. I, 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 I'm, I'm just not. Um, maybe maybe I'm being a homer, maybe I'm being a fan. I don't know, but I'm looking at it like Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and back-to-back weeks, and you get the win. I'll take it. Whatever the whatever, whatever the defensive numbers are, or whatever the, uh, they put up on offense, listen, did you win the game? Yeah. Did you did you force them to make that one mistake that cost them the game? Or um, or did your offense um step up just enough? Did your defense get that, you know, get that one stop you needed? The Eagles defense, even though they you know allowed this game to go in overtime. They still got some key stops that allowed the offense to get back in it. The offense was behind the eight ball. The offense needed the defense to get some kind of play going, and wow. it happened. So yeah. look, we know this defense isn't going to be stellar. Um, you know, on the back end, we know that. All we ask for is confidence and timely football. We spoke about this in the offseason, Rob. I said every every time we every time we had a chance to talk, I kept saying, look, this defense is not going to be as good as the offense, right? The best we can hope for from this defense is from the for is time is timely stops. And for yep. them to be opportunistic, and that's what they've been all year. Think about it, uh, you know, overtime. And I know some of this is miscommunication uh, with Allen and Gabe Davis, but whatever. You holding them to a field goal as opposed to mm. just that, that thing ending there with them scoring a touchdown can't be overlooked. I mean, you can't emphasize that enough. It's so big because you allowed your offense to either go down there and tie this thing or win it. And with the confidence, I love it. The, the coin toss. I don't know if you heard, you, you heard this audio. Do you hear this audio? Yeah, man. Brandon Graham is something else, man. You're, you're, it was BG, and I forget who was out there for the Bills, whatever the captain. So, yeah. coin toss, Buffalo wins. They'll receive the whole nine. And and, and uh, I forget, the, the official says Buffalo wins the toss, and, and Brandon Graham says, don't matter. It don't matter. He just throws that right in there. like. And but it it also it does it just speaks to uh, number thirteen is that Gabe Davis? It's Gabe Davis, yeah. Yeah, yep. It was Gabe Davis out there. Okay, so it just speaks to the confidence that these guys have, and the defense did enough. And and again, the, shout out to Brandon Graham. So he not only does he he surpass Acres as the all time games played leader. How about getting a sack with that little cherry on top, man? That is so awesome that he was able to. To, to get that on that day too. Um, just so cool for, for a guy who is an all-time Eagle uh, is beloved. You know, he's in, he's not Brian Dawkins, but Brandon Graham's in the conversation in, in terms of like the all-time beloved Eagles. He is absolutely yeah. in, in, if you're, if you're doing a five list, I mean, he's, a, he's up there. It's, he's uh, there. It's, it's, it's Brian Dawkins, Jason Kelsey, Brandon Graham, and you can argue about the other two. Yeah, you go old school, whatever. But I mean, you know, considering how great he's been as an Eagle, how clutch, the, the most clutch play ever, possibly as an Eagle uh, in the Super Bowl, and what he's continued to do here. And he's a great mentor um, for the younger guys. So, anyway, um, you know, it, it's not perfect. It needs to get better. Decide made some good adjustments at the half. And again, you talk about a team that only gave up, um, they were they gave up 17 in the first half, and they ended up giving up 34. So they only scored 17 in the second half. It's not perfect but it's better uh, than what it was. And you were doing it short. You were short um, bodies. I like what I saw from Bradbury. I like what I saw from Slay. Um, I'm trying to think of some other guys that stood out. I, I thought I thought Reddick was impactful. You know, he really got robbed of that one sack yeah. when they called the intentional grounding, which is, by the way, they, the league needs to change that. So here, here's what what I think happens. You, you, you should still get the sack on your – you should still get the sack. You still opinion. get the sack on your record, and it's a team penalty against the Bills. Like, it doesn't impact anything else other than that guy gets his 
because that that's big bucks for these guys. Mm-hmm. You get certain, you know, certain clauses that you need to get to for bonuses and a guy gets the 10 sacks or he gets the 12, boom, those escalators kick in. You know, I, this has happened. It happened to sweat the previous week and it happened to, uh, to Reddick in yesterday's game. So anyway, but I thought he had an impact on the game. I thought he played very, very well. Reddick shows up every single that's that sack. I'm calling it a sack. That yeah. sack was violent. Yes. Violent. Yes. I mean, <laughs> Josh Allen, that jersey was toe up from the flow up. You know yeah. what I mean? It was yeah. man. Look, they got some they got some dogs on you know on on that D line, man. And I think I think the Philadelphia Eagles more than anything, they're gonna they're gonna need this uh you know this buy going into the playoffs, right? And um if they like up the NFC, uh if they like up the NFC. Um, prior to week 18, I'm resting all my starters in week 18. I'm sorry. No I, I want I want all my guys to be fully recharged. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, let, let's hope it comes to that because that could be so big to get these older guys off their feet. Uh, I, I think it helped them a lot last year. You know, they were able to do that last year. They came out in that first game against the Giants in the postseason and just, just, just put it on them. And then they did the same thing to the Niners. So, uh, yeah, I think getting these guys the time off, getting Jalen off, the other the other thing last night, uh, Tone was I think we're we're continuing to see that knee feel better from Jalen. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. He you know he, he had, they're he calling more stuff for him to keep. He looks more confident. And, and you know what? He's I know early there were a couple times where it wasn't there and he just went down. I'm okay with that. Don't you know? I'd rather that than you get blown up trying to get two more yards. Honestly, timely, timely, yeah. right? He is he he picks his spots, and I think and I think that's going to be the trend throughout his career. Even if he, even when he's healthy, right? He's going to pick the spots when he has to turn it up a little bit. You know what I mean? He's yeah. not you know, and and I think that's the that's the thing. Josh Allen as a quarterback is trying to learn, right? Josh Allen kind of sometimes sometimes when Josh Allen plays, he has one speed, he has one gear. Um, he's, he, you know, they're, they're hoping that Joe Brady can help him develop another gear and not, you know, today was a, yesterday was a good game for him in terms of just allowing the game to come to him. He yeah. took what the, he took what the, um, what the Eagles defense gave him. So I got a lot of respect for Josh Allen for the way he handled himself in that game yesterday. Um, outside of the interception, he played a very good game. Um, uh, but, but we know historically Josh Allen just throws his body around, does whatever it takes just to get the first down. It's like the first quarter. It's like, dude, first quarter, man. It's yeah. just the, it, was only, it was only one first down. Relax. Yeah, big picture. Um, Live to see another yeah, day. Yeah. Right. And Jalen Hurts has a real understanding for the big picture. You know, he'll he'll rather, you know, go down early, first, second quarter, this, that, and third. But when he know when he know his team needs him to elevate, he um he has that timely self-awareness um to just make the play and um convert a key third down, man. Um and and I'm I'm curious, right? You know, b- by your estimation, um, and let me know if you want to save this for later on the show. No, no. Um, do you? What was the most clutch moment for you in that game? The most because there were several. There were several on both sides of the ball. What was the most clutch moment for you in that well, game? All right, and there, and there's just, no there's no wrong answer about it. No, there's no wrong answer. Let me just say this: Bradbury's interception comes when you're down three in the fourth. It's twenty four twenty one. Um, and that directly leads three plays later to Zacchaeus's touchdown. So I'm going to go with that one. It's not the obvious, but I think that that you finally kind of broke the seal and got a pick, got a turnover finally on Allen was really, really, and it was such a veteran play. He baited him, man. He, he you know, he kind of takes that step back. Allen didn't anticipate him driving on the ball and he comes in and gets that. Unfortunately he stumbled. He might've been able to take that pretty far back, but anyway, so he gets the interception. 
you're down three in the fourth. If Buffalo goes down and scores, you're down 10, and you can't keep playing that down 10 game. Mm-hmm. So they get it back, and that leads to the brilliant play by by Jalen as he rolls to his left and just drops that that dime into the, to Zacchaeus. I'll go Bradbury. I'll go out okay, of the box. Bradbury. Okay. Yeah, how about you? Um, for me, uh, my play is directly in correlation to your play. Okay. Um, I'm just going to take it a step further and choose the uh, the, the third and fifteen pass to Olimita Zacchaeus. That play, that touchdown pass was cold blooded. <laughs> that was something that you see. That was a video game play. Yes, you feel what I'm saying? Drop back. Your team just had uh, your team lost yardage. Uh, I believe it was a. Uh, did, did he take a sack or was it a, a tackle for loss? I can't remember how they got it was a tackle for loss. Place. Um, but nonetheless, Jalen Hurts drops back, rolls left. He's at this point it's scramble drill. He's he's directing only yeah. to get to the back of the end zone, and then he gets right to the edge of the right right to the edge of the boundary. Delivers a dot, and Olimide just climbs the ladder, that catches it with his hands, bring it in. Like that was such a clutch moment. And and look, this may this this is probably going to be this is probably going to make some people upset. But I'm sorry, Quez Watkins got to catch a straight bullet right now. He would not have caught that ball. Uh, he no, would, he would nor, not nor have would that I have ball. wanted Jalen throwing him that. Frankly, uh, uh, no thanks. Uh. Uh-uh. So, so, no. so for me, that, that that was that was the clutch moment of the game for me. That third and third, because I'm, I'm thinking about the circumstance, the down and distance. Yeah. Um, what's at stake? No doubt. Third and third and fifteen. Yeah. Scramble drill. You deliver a ball to your number three or maybe your number four wide receiver. Right. And and he shows up. What does that do for his confidence? Now? I agree with you. And you know, here's the beauty too. You could take this a hundred different ways. Like you could have gone with the, the, you, know, the you just went with Zacchaeus. I went with uh, Bradbury. Certainly Jake Elliott. Uh, certainly Jalen on that on that clutch play. Jordan Davis, you know, just giving every every last answer what he had, man. Uh, forcing Allen out of bounds. Uh, I mean, there's a million. Devontae Smith was freaking awesome. How about how many big catches he had? Yeah, third down, down catches. The field. You yeah. know, we're all, we always look at the touchdowns and whatever. I'm, I'm talking about a guy who was the go-to guy in that game because here's what's happening, Tone. Teams are saying, we're taking away A.J. Brown. Take it away. So somebody else beat us. Okay, Devontae Smith welcomes that challenge. And you see the way he stepped up his game the last couple of weeks when teams are just obsessed with taking away A.J. Brown. He was great in that game, man. He was great in that game. Seven catches, 106 yards, 15 yards per catch, and a touchdown, and big catches to keep the chains moving. You could you could throw love that way. I thought DeAndre Swift was awesome. I don't know that he had one clutch moment or anything, he but had I just really like the way that I played. I think he had that he had that big run. Um, that's he had that big run that set up the Jalen Hurts um, QB draw. That, that that was a big run. He also had the run um early on in the game that helps that helped set up the first scoring drive. So again, pick your poison. There were so many moments in this game um that 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 had a significant impact on the outcome. And all these and, and that's the that's the beautiful thing about it too, right? All these players had the presence of mind to elevate mm. when they were needed most. Really, like really, really think about that. Like some sometimes, sometimes you know, a, a quarterback can flip the switch, but Everybody else just not may not be on the same page, or may, you know, may, maybe you're trying to stage a comeback, but 
you know, you you put yourself in such a hole. One guy just doesn't make the play. It just seems like they follow as Jalen Hurts leads. And they believe everything he says when he speaks. And it's been that way since since he took over. That was the most remarkable thing for me. When he when he in 2021, right? When he became yeah. the starter. Yeah, yeah, yeah first starter, starter, yeah. Uh, the older guys all were like quoting him. Like, you know, when you see like veterans in their 30s saying, Yeah, you know what Jalen always says about this or, or about that. That's rare. Like I couldn't believe like Kelsey and those guys are like, yeah, you know, you know what Jalen says. I'm like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. You like, know, that's what do, I knew. Uh, the, the main thing, the main thing, like the they, thing, they, the they, they've thing. adopted his language. They've yeah. All that language. stuff. Yeah. The, the rents too. And all that. Like when I heard them saying that kind of stuff, I was like, whoa, okay. They, they, he clearly has captured the room from these guys and they believe in him. Flat out, you you don't hear that a lot with young dudes. A lot of times, the vets kind of look at him like, "Okay, man, you got to prove it to me." Like, right. calm down, but not with this guy. So, uh, yeah, it's it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Kelsey, he's had he's had them for a while. You know, it's so interesting, right? You know, Kelsey always oh, he's been contemplating retirement for the past three or four years, right? Yeah. And um, if I'm not mistaken, I think he was on, I think he was on his podcast. This is when Jalen Hurts was a guest on there a while back. And if I'm not mistaken, you know, um, Kelsey was, and I'm paraphrasing, Kelsey was talking about how, you know, he was going to retire. Yep. And, you know, you know, Jalen was like, you know, well, I know, you know, I credit a lot of my, I, I credit a lot of my success to Kelsey. Right? right. And Kelsey basically said, you know, I was going, I, I was going to hang it up. But the reason I came back is because I saw something. I felt something. I felt something from this guy that I felt like I had to be a part of this. I cannot. He is almost like it's almost like Jalen Hurts' presence, right? You know, uh, it, it it reinvigorated Jason Kelsey. It's like Jason Kelsey saw the writing on the wall, mm-hmm. you know, for Jalen Hurts. And and in so many words, he's but he's basically saying that I forego for uh, retirement because I got to be a part of history with this guy. Yeah, I see it. It's it's something about him. Yep. You know what I mean? I agree. It's, again, something that can't be measured. Something you just feel from this dude. Mm-hmm. And when yeah, and, and, and whenever he plays, you you believe him. You see him. All right, we're going to come back. I'm going to hit you with some numbers, man. Some crazy stats that, okay. that are going on with this team that are just going to blow you away. So we'll do that when we come back. And but let's dig further into this one, Tone. More dramatic win. Last night or the Chiefs game? Let's let's dig back into that as well. Mm. Let's think about that for a minute. All right, we'll come back. We'll do all those things. Tone to Shields, Rob Ellis, hanging out with you. On this Monday, all right, ProAction Restoration, the great folks, and they'll be back at my house tomorrow. So uh, I had a leak from the upstairs bathroom into the downstairs bathroom, which caused damage to my ceiling in my basement, ceiling in the basement uh, bathroom and the wall as well, uh, and it damaged my carpet. It was not fun, but guess what? I called the right people. I reached out to ProAction Restoration, and they were handling all of it. They were taking care. They fixed the problem, number one. They are doing the construction work, the contract work, the carpet the paint, the drywall, everything that needs to be done, they will be handling. Uh, and it has been uh, just a, a relief in a lot of ways, I got to tell you. Uh, but they're the people that you reach out to if you have water, smoke, fire, mold damage to your home, your property. ProAction Restoration is on call 24 hours, seven days a week. They're a licensed, bonded, fully insured, serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. ProAction will work in conjunction with your insurance company also. So again, if it's water, fire, smoke damage, mold remediation, you name it, 
they can handle it. Give them a call, 610-623-3760, 610-623-3760, ProAction Restoration. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Having a versatile, high-quality piece of clothing feels great. But having a whole closet full of favorites feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything you need for your spring days. From premium t-shirts and jeans to lightweight French terry joggers and their legendary best hoodie ever. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's American-Giant.com. Code staple two zero. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Champions on three. One, two, three. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to move to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. 
Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. For the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. Back, baby, back, hanging out uh, on this unbelievable Monday after yet another amazing comeback win by the Eagles. That's Tone to Shields. I'm Rob Ellis. All right, a couple things, Tone. One, Dallas Goddard is pushing to play, according to James Palmer. He's pushing to play against the 49ers. Uh, it looks like it's very realistic. It could be the Cowboys game, but we'll see how this week in practice goes. You could get him back to this offense that's already you know starting, I think, to find its way a little bit more. Uh, could be enormous, you know, for sure. The latest that we're hearing on Lane Johnson is, frankly, we don't know right now. Um, he had the MRI yesterday. So he woke up with, with the groin was sore. And according to our Derek Gunn, and I, and I and let me actually read exactly what Gunner said. Um, so I'm not misquoting him here. Um, all right. So Gunner put this out yesterday. And we know, you know, Derek and Lane have a great relationship for for what it's worth. Okay. Um but Derek tweeted out, uh, I'm told Lane Johnson popped scar tissue in his groin on Friday, similar to what Sua Opeta did when he missed the Dallas game. Lane is expected to return to action versus San Fran. That was about 20 hours ago when, when Gunner put that out there. So, again, I think we're just in a, in a wait and see uh, what the comfort level is with him. He was out on the field before the game, you know, trying to go through some drills. Look, you know, if this guy could possibly do it, he's going to do it. There isn't Absolutely. ever a doubt the toughness there with him anyway. So that's kind of where we're at with those things. All right. Um, so the Eagles have held the best record in the NFL for 31 consecutive weeks. They've either had the best record alone or been tied for 31 consecutive weeks. That is unbelievable stuff right there. That is unbelievable consistency right there. And, and it, it's, I, it, the, the superlatives just keep flowing, but it, it's unbelievable. They're the third team ever to start back-to-back seasons 10-1. and one. The other two teams are the Colts with Peyton Manning in 06 and 07, and the Miami Dolphins team that went undefeated in 72 and then won it in 73. They're the, they're the two other teams that are in that company of starting seasons 10-1 and one back-to-back years. So you remember how concerned we were? about the Super Bowl hangover and the hangover of getting close and not winning it and what happens next year and all that. It's not there with this team. They have they have they have busted through that thing, you know, right out of the chute. It starts with the quarterback and it starts with, you know, the head coach, right? Um they go uh, your team typically goes as they go. And if your quarterback panics, your team's going to panic. If your coach panics, your quarterback is going to panic. All those things work in concert. So that what we're what we're witnessing what we're witnessing in 2023, we're witnessing two guys, and Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni, who who refuse to be denied. We're witnessing two guys who understood what that loss meant, and how difficult it is to get back, and they're so hungry, so thirsty, for that opportunity again. They're willing to win by any means necessary. And that's that's been the theme this year by any means necessary. People got to put it in perspective. Last year, 
No one saw Jalen Hurts coming like that. No one saw A.J. Brown making the impact that he did. Um, No one saw Hassan Reddick going off for 20 sacks um, in a season and playoff run. Um, No one saw the the Philadelphia Eagles breaking records um, in sack totals. No one expected them to have the number one or number two pass defense in the NFL, right? Um, there, There were just so many things about last season that was unexpected that opponents couldn't really account for. And then on top of that, the schedule wasn't anywhere as difficult that it is this year. It doesn't even come close, not even in the same stratosphere. And by teams not necessarily knowing what you're capable of, they're not always going to give you their – I don't want to say they're not going to give you their best shot because every team goes into it trying to win the game. But when teams don't necessarily know uh, the ceiling to what you're capable of, they tend to play to – they tend to play to the best of their ability, right? Yeah. But – now, every team in the league has seen what the Philadelphia Eagles are capable of in that playoff run, in that Super Bowl. They saw what Jalen Hurts looked like on the biggest stage. Every every team, every coach had an opportunity to dissect and break down how the Philadelphia Eagles are so successful. All offseason, like, this is all they've had time to do, right? When you're the top dog in the AFC like the Chiefs are, when you're the top dog in the NFC like the Eagles are, every team is watching you. Every team is studying you. They're either trying to replicate you or find a way to stop what you do well. Yeah. And every team had an opportunity to do so in the offseason. And every and every week, the Philadelphia Eagles have been challenged. Every team is giving you their best shot because they look at you as the measuring stick. Every team is looking at you as the team to prove that they are legit. So you're going to get everybody's best shot. You're mm-hmm. going to get everybody's um, – everyone's going to point their biggest gun at you. You know what I mean? Yes. So every team is going to empty the chamber on you as well. This Philadelphia Eagles team has survived every opponent's best shot this season. Did they have a slip up against? Did they have a slip up against the Jets? They sure did. But it's the NFL. Everyone, everyone's liable to slip. But can you bounce back? Can you can can you allow that to be? Can you allow that to be a blip and not allow it to you know turn into a trend? Right. The Philadelphia Eagles have been all year. They've established this new trend, and that's winning by any means necessary. They don't care about the regular season stats. They just want to get back to that big game again. I agree. I agree. It's not, they're not a stat driven team. Um, Leave the stats to us, the fun ones. (laughs) Um, Third time in franchise history to win back-to-back games when trailing, uh, you know, by double digit figures in the half. Incredible. Um, They've done it now four times in a row. How about this one? They're a plus 68 in the second half and overtime. This season, which is by far the best in the NFL, plus 68 in the second half and overtime point wow. differential. Incredible. Incredible. Um, I got to get so many of these. I don't even know where to start. Um, <laughs> all right. So a couple other others that I, I want to give you here um, regarding this team. So 14 straight wins uh, for Jalen Hurts versus teams with winning records. 14, 14, 14, not three, not four, 14 for him. Uh, All right, they have played one game where it wasn't a one-possession game in the fourth quarter this season. One of the 11 games that they played. Okay. Uh, How about this for the Bills? 40th time since the 1970 merger between the AFL and the NFL uh, uh, for a team to have 500 yards and 10 third-down conversions a positive turnover margin and lose the game. 
previously teams were 39 and 0 in that circumstance. Like this stuff doesn't make sense, but they just figure out ways to do it. Last five games, the Eagles have outscored their opponents 100 to 44 in the second half. Mm. That's clutch, Gene. Uh, Eagles have won five straight. We don't even talk about that. Josh Allen, 0-6 in overtime in, in his career. 0-6 in overtime. Uh, and that's after they changed the rule form. Correct. Correct. Uh, Hertz has won eight straight games when trailing by 10 points or more. Eight straight. Um, I told you earlier, Eagles 12 touchdowns in, in, in the red zone in their last 12 possessions. Mm. The all-time rush leaders, Van Buren, 69 rushing touchdowns. Van Buren, 69. Wilbert Montgomery, 45. Shady McCoy, 44. Westbrook and Hertz are now tied at 37. So just, just to give you a few things uh, yeah. that are happening with this. Thing. Here's the thing, right? You know, we talk about all these uh, numbers and records and stats you know, when they're behind or when they're trailing or tied and um, so on and so forth. But the reality is, as great as those stats are, we don't want them to be in any of those situations, right? Like, that's not not the goal. That's not something you really, you know, you want on the resume. But the fact that you have that in the tuck, the fact that you had that tool in the toolbox, you know what I mean? The fact that you have that ability, that's what's important. You know, it's always it's always important to show that you have the capabilities to do something, you know, um, just because, um, you know, you know, you have everyone has a certain skill set. Right. And certain situations require that, you know, that particular skill set. You know, we've um, we've all seen Taken with Liam Neeson. Right. We all you know, we all know that phone call. I've seen every one of them. Right. We, We all know that phone call he made. I have a particular set of skills. Yes. Skills that he hasn't used in years. Right. But. When the moment came, when the time arose, he accessed those skills. Did he want to use those skills? No. Did he want to have to travel to Europe and have to wreak havoc on these guys? No, he didn't want to do that. But guess what? He had to. Mm-hmm. And that's the Philadelphia Eagles. They Do they want to be down 10 points going into fourth quarter? No. Do they want to be down 10 points going to the second half, down 17 points, whatever it may be? Do they want to have to go into overtime? No. They want to go home and with the win, a clean one. But the fact that they have the capability, they have the skill set, to be able to survive and weather the storm in those situations, that's championship football, man. I agree with you. I agree with you. A uh, good stat from our uh, our buddy Jeff Kerr from CBS Sports. Eagles offense threw 11 games this year versus last year. Last year, 27.5 points per game. Would it surprise you the Eagles are averaging 28.2? They're scoring more this year than they did last year. Wow. Uh, it's it's a little bit surprising to me. Uh, they're, they're averaging slightly less total yards at 364.2 compared to 382.4 but they are scoring more it's just it's not as i guess proportioned as maybe people would like it's been extreme towards the back end of games you're but playing nonetheless, better, you're playing as better more. teams you're yeah. playing as better teams man That's true, it's Bill. you know other guys like, we, we gotta start playing you know give, giving these other teams credit man like i said you're getting you're getting everybody's best shot Everybody's giving you their best shot, man. And you got a new coordinator, new DC, new DC, new OC. Uh, it's so many things that are literally working against the Philadelphia Eagles, and yet here they are at ten and one. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you another one uh, from Jeff McLean of the Inquirer. So Jeff, uh, you know, obviously we're concerned about you know Driscoll and what that might look like if he has to start. Uh, he only allowed one pressure, and I believe that was from the first series. 
Uh, one pressure, 39 blocking snaps for him. Now, he wasn't as good against the run, but he held his own and then some in the passing scheme. So one pressure in 39 attempts, and it came in the first series. Pretty good. It's pretty good. He adjusted very, very well. Yeah, not bad. Not bad at all, man. Look, we we had our doubts. We were nervous, but he came in, and there's nothing more you can ask from a guy who came in on short notice. Nothing more you can ask for. Yeah. So, all right, let me ask you this. Frank Wright got fired yeah, in Carolina. That's unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, it's it's a mess. It was a mess all year there, and you didn't you you had it was eventually something was going to give with the way Bryce Young was playing and getting beat up and all that. It, you know, nonetheless, um, we know the relationship that Reich and Sirianni have. Mm-hmm. Do you think they will bring him in as a consultant? I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Um, Sirianni already calls him on the regular, you know, picking his brain about certain things. So. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised at all. Um, depending on depending on Brian Johnson's future in Philadelphia after this season, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if um they even consider him for an OC role, you know what I mean? Or an or or high or high ranking offensive assistant role, kind of like what Matt Patricia is. Yeah. Um, and he falls under the radar. We don't know what he's doing really. But nonetheless, though, um, yeah, that it's a possibility. Uh, Frank has been fired twice in back-to-back years. Man, some guys are just better coordinators. Than yeah, coaches. I think we've we've reached that point where that's where it's at. He's never he's not getting another gig as a head coach. He's yeah, not. yeah, yeah. He, he he won't he won't. Um, just just based off how things have looked. Yep. Because uh, optics are everything in the NFL. You know, I kind of feel like he got he kind of didn't get a fair shake in Indy to an extent. They they traded Carson Wentz prematurely, if you ask me. And then, all, and then all of a sudden, you ask him to try to figure it out with Garner Minshew and whoever it may be. Well, no, not Garner Minshew. I'm sorry. Um, who was uh, was it? Matt well, Ryan they ran through. I mean, he went from it was Matt Ryan. He went through. Jacoby he, I mean, Brissett. he went from thinking he was going to have Andrew Luck to Philip Rivers to Jacoby Brissett, Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz to Matt, Matt Ryan, Ryan to yeah. yeah like, I, but although, and we'll get to this later. Does Shane Steichen deserve props for what he's doing, man? In, in Indy, dude can yeah, coach. Man. Dude he can, can coach. No, no. He, he can coach. He yep. can coach. I yeah. mean, I mean, I mean, him not being here in Philly, you see, you, you see the difference. Yeah. So, um, I, I, I think Shane was a bit more creative. Yeah. Um, you know, in, in, you know, in the building. Yeah. Um, they, uh, the, he had better game plans coming out the shoot. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, it's, it sucks for Frank. I feel. Uh, He'll get another opportunity elsewhere, but it won't be as a head coach. No, no, I think it's you know what, and and I think to some degree, it, it's nice not having that heat on you, and, and you can just worry about one side of the ball yeah. and not deal with all the other stuff that goes along with it. Jim Johnson. Yeah. Never wanted to be a head coach. He had plenty yeah. of opportunities. He think liked of, um, Jim Schwartz. Think of Jim Schwartz, right? He 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 used to coach uh, Detroit. He did, and they and they struggled. He did, under, you know, you know, under his leadership, and he said, you know what. Let me just go back to being DC. Like life's more fun that way. And yeah. look at him, Super Bowl uh, winning defensive coordinator. Look at Jeff Stoutland. He's like, I, I'll just be a line. I, you know, I, they pay him very well, but like, I'm not going to well. deal with any of that stuff. Let me just handle and handle the offensive line. So, uh, yeah, the, the the numbers are just out of this world uh, with what's happening with this team right now. Some of them, you, you look at it, you say, is that sustain? Like, is it sustainable to give up 500 yards in a game and win? Not very often. Not very often. 
Right. Um, so things do need to be corrected. Um, that's for sure. Your estimation, uh, I'll ask you this because we kind of go through these every single week. What what worries you the most about this team? Yeah, I know, again, with, under the, the the umbrella that they're 10 and 1 and all that good stuff, what worries you the most? Uh, I feel like the obvious answer is obviously um, defense, in particular the passing defense. Okay. Um, this is two back-to-back weeks where you haven't really gotten too much pressure on the quarterback. Yep. I understand Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes don't get sacked like that, if at all. Um, if I'm look, if, if if I'm judging this correctly, um, I believe Josh Allen, he's only been sacked 15 times on the season. Yeah. And then uh, Patrick Mahomes only been sacked 14 times on the season. Those guys don't take sacks. They don't get sacked. They find ways to get the ball out. They find ways to make things happen with their legs. Um, back to back weeks, you went up against two guys that are two of the harder guys to sack. Um. So I, part of me says, you know, it's just, it's just luck of the draw. Uh, but another part of me says, I think this defense has been on the field too much. And this offense needs to do a better job of sustaining drives because it's, it's beginning to have a direct impact on the pass rush and their ability to get home. So um, I do have my concerns about the pass rush. And, you know, that, you know that, that's where I'm at with things. What about you? Yeah, I mean, I, I think – right. The pass rush, there's no question about it. I right. think there's two things that need to happen. The pass and let rush, me know if I'm overthinking this thing, right? Well, I, I think because... it's the secondary. The pass rush has to do the secondary favors because secondary isn't necessarily um, talented enough. The pass rush – you you need this, these guys to be like a three-sack per game almost team, somewhere around there the rest of the way. Because you got to get – the I, like this, this week is no better example. You got to get the pass rush on Purdy. Because he can hurt you with Kittle, he can hurt you with Ayuk, he can hurt you with Debo, he can hurt you out of the backfield with McCaffrey. You got to get heat on him. But I think the biggest concern is the secondary. If the pass, the pass rush has to help them, so I would go secondary. I would just say slow starts. Mm. I don't know what's going on here with the weak build up, whatever scheme was put in, whatever game plan was put in. It's just not good enough, and I, I think the players are maybe feeding off of that a little bit and you're not seeing them playing in their, at their a level either. So you keep digging holes eventually. Like, I, I don't know that you keep doing this. You, right. you, you did it. You do it against San Fran, do it against Dallas. I don't know that you can make that happen. Um, so you got to start off better. I would, I would like to see a little bit more feel from Nick slash Brian, Brian slash Nick. I don't care who it is, how you divvy up the pie, but either one of them have to figure this thing out early where you get these guys going. I feel like they haven't had like a really good first couple of quarters in a while. Um, so get that going. But the secondary scares me the most. The other thing that scares me is like how serious are these injuries? Like, is this something that's going to be bothering Lane Johnson the rest of the year? Right. You know, all of a sudden now that pops up. How serious is Fletcher? Fletcher's been awesome this year. Um, so that's always the X factor is the injuries. And, you know, and right now you talk about two, two heavy hitters that, that went down in that game. And we're going to know a lot about how serious that the Zach Cunningham injury is, how hard they go after Leonard. Like if Leonard suddenly he was supposed to be in Dallas tomorrow, if he's in town today, taking a physical and they're working him out, that's a sign. That's a sign that, that this is not great with Zach Cunningham. Yeah, um, I, I felt like they should consider bringing um, Shaq Leonard in regardless yes. um, prior to the injury. But this even validates it even more. And, man, uh, you bring great points. 
they've already lost and Kobe Dean on you know at linebacker. Uh, now and you even lose. when he was there, Tone, I don't know what you're getting from him. The rest no, of the no, you're right, you're right, you're right. You know, but more so just you know from the perspective of a body, right? Yeah. You you lost, you lost Dean. Now Cunningham, Lord knows how much that hamstring is. Their hamstrings are so tricky. Yeah. So they're going to have to make a move at linebacker if they want to keep that position from being a liability as it was earlier on in the season. And it's still not a tremendous, you know, position for them. But losing Zach Cunningham is huge. It's huge. Mm-hmm. And Shaq Leonard is definitely an option. It's going to come down to what Shaq Leonard is prioritizing right now. Yes. It's, it's, it's going to come down to what situation he deems as being the best for him. Yeah, no, 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 no question about it. I, and, and then, look, the flip side of that is what we're seeing, the, the, the areas that are trending well, Hurts looks healthier. He There's more called runs for him. Uh, they're picking and choosing their spots, I think, really well with him right now. Devontae Smith has really come on after a couple of quiet games. He's been awesome lately. Uh, it looks like since the bye, DeAndre Swift is is fresh again, mm-hmm. and he's starting to play well. Uh, uh, you go to the other side of the ball, you can't help but notice what a difference getting Roby back, getting Byard back. It's, it's just settled things down a little bit um, in the secondary. And your defensive, you know, I I remember, I think I said this to you a couple weeks ago. I'm like, yeah, Jordan Davis has been kind of quiet lately. I think Jordan Davis has kind of reemerged. Yeah, man. Again, that that guy's mode. Like, I I know we talked about them. Um, Jalen Carter playing 80 percent of the snaps, highest in his career as, as an Eagle. Um, Jordan Davis playing 64, 65 percent of the snaps, highest in highest in his career as an Eagle. This is going to do well for their motor. This is going like this. This kind of game does well for those guys, right? They, they were on the field for ninety-two snaps for the most part, mm-hmm. um, bet- between the both of them. This game is going to do so much for their ability to weather the storm in these kind of situations. It's just going to increase their endurance, their dexterity. Um, but Jordan Davis, man, I can't, I can't. That that dude was like a, he was like a freight train coming. Just you know love I mean? the effort. He was man. he 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 was like a bull in the china shop. And remember, last year we questioned his effort, right? We questioned his motor. We questioned a lot of things about him. Yeah, that play was pure effort. Yeah, pure effort, man. He's answered a lot of questions. I mean, we He's questioned a lot of questions. Yes, we questioned him against the pass. He's shown you that he can get after the quarterback and make an impact with a pass rush. Just just bull rushing that middle. We questioned his motor. And he he told us, "Hey, look, I weigh the same, but I'm in way better shape." You know, and we kind of snickered. Oh, yeah, sure you are, but he is. He is in better shape. He couldn't have made that play last year. I, I know we didn't get a tackle, but he forced the guy out of bounds, which was a big play. He doesn't get close to Josh Allen last year, I don't think. And I think Josh Allen picks up a first down. And who knows what happens with that drive if he gets a first down? So he Absolutely. made a big. He made he make a big play. He made a big play there. Carter continues to just be a beast, and he's been that way all year. I mean, this guy stepped off the bus and, and was and was that guy. And now, now, I, what, here's what I love too about him after the game. So they were, they were talking about what what tendencies he was studying. One of the underrated things about him is apparently he's a big time film guy, Jalen Carter. So he's talking about the tendencies that he saw from the Bills' offense. He said, "You know what? I also saw a couple things that I thought I could take advantage of in special teams, and I did, and that's how I ended up getting that that uh, block field goal." So, you know, he's putting the work in too, which was the, you know, our biggest concern here is what, what's he just, what kind of guy is he? You know, there's a lot floating around and he's been, he's been good. You know, he's been good. And and other guys are, 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 I think getting better. They're not there yet. Reed Blankenship still makes mistakes, Mm -hmm. but he's getting there. 
you're seeing the younger guys on the offensive side, like uh, having Jurgens back really helps, I think, in the running game. It's not a coincidence the last two weeks they've run it better since he's come back. Um, you know, again, I thought Mylotta was really good yesterday. So yeah. there, there was a lot of positives yeah. for me to glean other than the headline kind of plays that Jalen made and some others made. There were there were guys who just got their job got the job done. Yeah, every, everyone put their best foot forward, right? Um, you know, I'm thinking about I'm thinking about these guys on the D line, right? Like you mentioned, Jalen Carter, Jordan Davis, they were without Milton Williams as well. Yeah, and um, I want to give credit to Marlon too, Pelotu. Um, he 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 came in when he needed to, and um, a guy a, a guy that's not going to jump off the screen at all, but he's another guy who was drafted late, um, in the draft uh, a couple years back, a few years back, and he's just been working, working, right. working. You know, staying, you know, staying, finding a way to keep himself in the rotation. You know, these guys like Jordan Davis and Marlon Pelotu, those guys specifically, they were nose tackles in college. They were guys who were zero technique guys, right, and They've been developed and groomed. Now you can play them. Now you can play them at the one technique, the two eye. Um, they, you know, they're even playing these guys at the three technique sometimes. You know, Jordan Davis, eleven games played, eleven starts. He's a starter, legitimately. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I just love where they're trending. This defensive line, the defensive tackles in particular. They're this. The, this is probably this is probably the most talented defensive tackle group that they've had in a while. Yeah. And, you know, you can always go back in history, you know, Jerome Brown, so on and so forth. Um, you know, uh, you know, Reggie White, he was like a DN, but he played inside as well. Mm -hmm. But, you know, maybe Corey Simon or whatever, but you can make an argument. This is probably the most the most talented group they've had. I agree. I, I think across the board defensive line, this is a it's a hell of a unit. man. It really is. Um, all right. Let's uh, let's hit it. Let's come back. We're going to walk through the NFL. All the big news. We will reiterate, you know, what went down with uh, with Frank Reich after that one in ten start. He's out in Carolina. I'll give you a crazy stat tone about favorites this past week in the NFL teams favored uh, and how they ended up doing. We'll look at some of the big games that had playoff consequences to them and anything else news and notes that, that are happening in the NFL when we come back. Don't go anywhere. That's Tone to Shields. I am Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports, YouTube Network, Flynn Tree Services. Yes, Flynn Tree Services is an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They offer cost-effective solutions to any tree problem that you may face. They are experts at trimming all types of trees, and they serve southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, and northern Delaware. Flynn Tree Services specializes in tree removal, stump grinding, as well as tree pruning. You go to their Facebook or Instagram page for more information or a sampling of their work. Give Flynn Tree Services a call at 610-850-2848. 610-850-2848 or online at flynntreeservices.com. That's flynntreeservices.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, 
we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to most to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. For the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. Welcome back, everybody. It's Monday. Eagles win. Eagles won again. They have won 10 out of 11 games this season, five straight, remarkable fashion, trailing last four games, came back and won. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. All right. Look around the league. So we've touched on it a couple of times, but they're, they're really the big story here, Tone, is after just 11 games, Frank Reich is out uh, after uh, you know coming in his first season. With Carolina, they had the first overall pick. They traded up to get the first overall pick, mm-hmm. and it has not worked out on any level. Um, and what you're starting to see here, David Tepper is the owner of the Panthers. They've been ripping through coaches lately. Um, you know, it's it's been a lot of a, a lot of guys, a lot of turnover here. And according to ESPN, there have only been six NFL head coaches since the merger in 1970 that didn't finish their first season. Uh, that's Reich, that's Urban Meyer, that's Nathaniel Hackett, you know, among others. So uh, his team, a lot of those guys are, are within the past few years. Yeah, you're right. Now, last year, in fact, you go you go back last year for Hackett and the year before with Urban Meyer. So yeah, you're right. Um, 
the the Panthers offense had only produced 15 or fewer points. Uh, they had pr- produced 15 or fewer points five straight weeks and seven time in 11 seasons yesterday. The offense produced only 10 points in each of the past two games when Reich reclaimed the play calling duties. Wow. So it's, it's bad. Apparently, after Sunday's game, you could hear Tepper uh, leaving the locker room, shaking his head in disgust, and was heard multiple times using the F word uh, regarding the performance. So he bought the team in 2018 for $2.27 billion. Since then, the Panthers are 30 and 63. That's a 323 win percentage. The only only team worse has been the Jets during that period of time. They were uh, last in record, 29th in points, 30th in opponent points per game, 30th in yards per game, and 28th in turnover margin. All right, you get the idea. <laughs> they were bad. Been, this has been bad. Yeah. Need I say more? Do I really need to keep bludgeoning this thing? Here's the thing, right? I understand they have certain deficiencies at certain positions, but their offensive output has been unacceptable. Yeah. It's no way that you're having this much trouble generating any kind of offense. Mm-hmm. You're having this much trouble putting Bryce Young in productive situations, right? Um, he's still a talented dude. And I just and I, I and I just feel like there's no way, like you would think the way they're playing, you would think every team has the jump on their playbook. Like, like they're not like there's nothing about them. I've watched one of their games this year because all I can do is sit through one of them. Um, they they just have no type of offensive identity. What are they trying to accomplish? Every I, I never know what they're trying to accomplish. Everything looks heavy, everything looks hard, difficult. You know, they're light laboring. Yeah. It's you know, Frank Reich. There's I never like when guys lose their jobs, man. I never like that. But there are some situations where you think to yourself, I mean, what did you expect? What did you expect? You're one in ten, and you have, and you can't generate any offense. Any. It's not like you're three and eleven, or 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 three and seven, or whatever, whatever the math is. It's not like you have a a, a slightly subpar five hundred record. You're not winning any, and it makes them look even worse because of what they gave up to get Bryce Young. That's the problem. So as bad as you are, it doesn't matter. Chicago gets this pick. Chicago's love. You can't even benefit from being. No, you're not benefiting from your hideousness. And the other thing is, it's looked so inept from Bryce Young's standpoint that you have to see him with somebody else. You, 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 by doing this, at least. You know, I, and I know the the uh, the special teams coach Tabor is taking over as the interim coach, but you, you need a fresh voice on offense just to look at this for a couple games. They're going to bring in an offensive guy. They're going to bring somebody in to try to support this guy. Uh, it, it's way too early to make any kind of decisions, but it's a bad look that you passed on Stroud. I mean, with, with the way Stroud is tearing it up in Houston, it's just there's no other way to put it. It looks bad. It looks bad. Yeah, Houston's so, all, Houston also did a better job of supplying him with. Um, some talent yes. um, at receiver. Again, that may not be may not be the biggest names, but Tank Dell is starting to turn into something special. He's he's there. He's the clutch guy for Stroud. Mm-hmm. Big play guy, the big moment guy, and he had another one yesterday. He's he's good. He is. And they put some vets there, like Robert Woods is there. They put some. It's a nice, some nice piece. They Nico, gave him- Nico oh. Collins is there. Uh, a, a nice young guy. You know, um, they they got they got Damian Pierce at running back. Uh, offensive line is solid. 
Um, defense, you know, the, uh, you know, they can be timely. They're okay. So, look, man, uh, Carolina looks really bad. They look really, really bad. And there's an end. At some point, you expect some heads to roll. Yeah. And here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Uh, all right. So this is a wild trend. Pretty crazy. Okay. So going into tonight's game. So we have one more game uh, tonight, obviously. Bears and Vikings. Not exactly a thriller, but it is what it is. Okay. But going into tonight's game, the favorites in Las Vegas have covered 12 of the 15 games this week. Wow. That ties the record for the most. So if the if the Vikings can win, who are favored tonight, it'll be the all time in terms of favorites winning uh, in Vegas this week. It would be thirteen out of sixteen. That's amazing, man. Yeah, a lot I'm of not chalk. A, a lot of I'm, chalk winning. I'm not. I'm not a betting man at all. You know, I you know the, I don't thrive in those environments, man. I like you know money looks a lot better coming in and going out. Yeah. So. Uh, more power, more power to Vegas. More power to all the betters, man. You know I can't. You know I I, I can't play with my fool like that. I got you. Trust me, I got you, uh, for sure. Oh, I did want to get to. That. I don't. I, I don't. We could probably wait till the last segment, but ah, screw it. Let's do it now. Did you see what Hassan Reddick had to say about uh, the uh, Niners? Yeah. Yeah. I so, love Hassan. I love Hassan. He's right, he's, he's, a, he's he's always a great um listen whenever he's getting interviewed. Yeah, he, he said this to uh, to WIP. He said, quote, regarding the Niners and all the t- trash talking that they've done and complaining and all that and all that, quote, you know, uh, as this season's been going on, uh, not much. Talk is cheap. You know, uh, they get to come back in the link. It was a lot of boo-hoos last year, a lot of crying, a lot of what if, a lot of this, a lot of that. They get a chance to come back in here, line that bleep up and prove it again. Okay. I like it, man. I like it. Not over the top, but it's like, yeah, we heard you. And okay, now you got your shot. Let's right. See what you got. And it's like, what do you expect him to say? You know, like first of all, he's a he's an edge rusher. You know, he yes. you know, he 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 has a certain confidence, a certain a, a certain dog in him that that you you know that that that, that you don't want leashed yeah. up. You know what I'm saying? You I, I want Hassan talking like that. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, he's right. Mm-hmm. All that crowing and crying and what could have happened, what should have happened, what didn't happen. Listen, the bottom line is your quarterback got smoked. And then the quarterback after him got smoked. And on top of that, it wasn't like y'all was playing on turf. Y'all was playing on grass. So let's keep let, let's keep it real here, man. Hassan Reddick, put your man on a stretcher. Yeah. And Dominic Kasu, put your other guy on a stretcher. And your coach did you no favors your using coach a backup did you tight no end favors. against Hassan Reddick. Right, like let's 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 keep it funky. Like it wasn't like he, it wasn't like Brock Purdy was driving, um, or or was um breaking left or breaking right, and he popped his ACL or something. Like, yeah. You know, something something that was no contact. No, our edge rusher came in and laid your guy out and forced yep. the fumble. Yep. And your guy, this is what happened. That uh, he we put the Purdy wing on the grill. You dig what I'm saying? So. Um, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll see if, uh, this yeah. game has any psychological edge over Brock Purdy. Cause he know where he got hurt at and he know who did it. So yeah. we'll see if we start, you know, we'll, we'll see if we start seeing ghosts out there because, you know, Niners fans, all they want to do is, is cry and moan and groan. Look, man, last time I checked, we 10 and one, y'all eight and three. Last time I checked, um, we, we beat you on the NFC championship game. Last time I checked, we knocked your quarterback out. It's not like he overslept. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's not like he had, it's not like he caught a cold. No, uh-uh. 
Let's we, we we're not doing that on this side, okay? We play football on this side. We don't, we don't cry. We don't moan. We don't groan. Uh, all right. Let's so let, let's hit a couple different things here. Um, there was a there were reports that Brian Dable and Wink Martindale, his defensive coordinator, uh, are having problems getting hmm. along. So the Giants beat the Patriots yesterday, um, and that it was Jay Glazer actually a Fox who reported that they're in, that the two were in a bad place, quote-unquote. Uh, but Dable rejected that uh, after the game. He said, uh, the biggest argument that Wink and I have had is who, who gets the last piece of pizza. Ha, 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 Have a lot of respect for Wink. Uh, he's done a great job. I'll leave it at that. Um, and then he added, I, uh, I've got a lot of respect for Wink. He's a heck of a coach. I'm glad he's on the staff. Jay Glazer's usually pretty tuned in. Yeah, and, uh, and also Jay Glazer is not somebody that just throws things out there just to um, – he doesn't need the publicity. You know what I, I mean? Agree. He doesn't need the extra look. He's not trying to, you know, make a name for himself in his career. Jay Glazer, uh, you can make an argument. He's a legend in this game. Been doing it for yeah. a long time. So well, – um, and, and, he, and he has a lot of respect amongst um, his peers. A lot of He gets a lot of respect from players. Um, gets a lot of respect from um, various um, people in the front office and so on and so forth. So right. if Jay Glazer put that out there, there has to be some credence to it. Well, keep in mind, too, just to back up Jay Glazer for a minute. So one of the things that he mentioned two weeks ago was that Frank Reich is on the hottest of hot seats. And and a lot of people reacted like he's in his first year. He's owed a lot of money. He's not going anywhere. There you go. Right. I mean, you saw what happened. So I'm just telling you, if he's putting something out there, I buy it. We'll see. And you can do the whole – that's like an Andy Reid routine where you talk about a cheeseburger. Oh, we're two, two fat guys who want pizza. There's something up. Like, there's something up there. Real quick, uh, the Carolina Panthers owner, isn't he the richest owner in football? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, th- I think he is. David Tepper. I, I, I think he's the richest owner in football outside of Shy Khan um, in um, Jacksonville. I think maybe, he's the richest maybe. owner. Yeah. Um, but if, if can, can somebody double check that? Um, but if, if, even if he is, right, or the second, the fact that he, yeah, like you said, they owe him a lot of money. <laughs> I'm the richest owner in football. I ain't worried about the money. Get him out of here. No, and I respect. I, I, I respect the owner for really having because the owner's looking at it like this, right? I want to win, and if you ain't getting me remotely close to that, you're out the building. I, I, I respect it. I, oh, I, listen, I, I, same here. I would rather you 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 just cut your losses and fix the if, again if this if it is Frank right, we'll see. But fix your problem. Yeah, I don't care. Like to me, whatever. It's your money. You're gonna pay these guys. That's your problem. I don't care right. about that one bit. My problem is, do you know how to pick your coaches? Because apparently mm-hmm. you don't. Matt Rule That's was a bad thing. hire. Yeah. You know, it just hasn't worked. So, anyway. Um, all right. So, elsewhere. Jags beat – this is a big game. Jags beat the Texans 24-21. It came down to a last-second field goal, and we talked about it earlier. Texans came up just short on that one. Jags moved to 8-3, and three, man. Is is Doug P getting enough credit here for, for what they've done this season? Probably not um, because, he, because he's in Jacksonville – and no one cares about football in Jacksonville. <laughs> um, they care about more about college, the college game. But nonetheless, yeah. though, uh, the reality is Doug Peterson is doing great things over there. Um, he's turned that organization around. He's brought them. He's brought them back to a certain um, level of respect again. Now, let's be honest about this. Um, I can't remember who the coach was. I don't know if it was Del Rio or Doug Marone. But wasn't it the point in time where the Jags were in the AFC Championship and he lost to the Patriots? That was. Yes, that was uh, that was 2017. If they would have beaten them, the Eagles would have played them in the playoffs or in the Super right. Bowl. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, putting all that in perspective, the Jags they tasted 
some level of success. Can Doug Peterson bring them past that point? Can he can he bring the Jags back to a Super Bowl? We'll see. Um, I like the Jags. Um, I think I think they're trending in the right direction. Um, I'm just curious to curious to know how good are they when they go up against um, or, or or when they face teams like the Chiefs or uh, the the uh, Ravens in the playoffs. And you know the the Broncos are coming and they're coming in hot. So yeah. I think the Broncos are going to be a problem for any team they face in the playoffs just because of the momentum they have, the way the way they're winning. Sean Payton is figuring them out. So. The, the AFC is going to be one of the more interesting playoff matchups to watch because I think any team can get knocked out in the AFC. Like I, there, there's, there's no clear cut dominant team. I agree with you. I think it's very, very uh, look. Even the Ravens. I and and man, they're they just keep taking care of business, and I give them a lot of credit. They won on the road last night uh, without Mark Andrews. Props mm-hmm. to them. But yeah, I agree with you. I don't think anybody's unbeatable by any stretch. Um, you know, Denver's won five straight. 29 to 12, they beat, you know, a good, tough Browns team. And they're, they took they, it to them. They out toughed them. You know, they, they unfortunately, Dorian Thompson Robinson got oh, clobbered. He got a concussion. Miles Garrett got hurt. But like, they have figured it out. If you look at them defensively, Tone, what they have done lately, they are, they're arguably the hottest team in football right now. Yeah. Yeah. Hard to argue that. But you just think about this. They went from a team that gave up 70 against Miami. So if you work your way backwards, they've given up 12, 20, 22, 9, 17, and 19 over the course of that's that's their last six games, and they've won five of those games. The game where they they give up 19 was against the Chiefs. Wow. So they have completely and we were saying early in the year, why are they letting these guys just walk? Some of the guys that they were cutting. Damned if Sean Payton didn't know what he was doing, man. He got a lot of, I think, dead weight out of there. Yeah, and, and, it was and getting, it, yeah. It took him a minute to clean that house, but it's it's looking pretty spiffy now. Absolutely, yeah. Essentially, if you look at if you look at it like this, he was pretty much getting rid of guys that he felt were distractions to their ultimate goals, guys that weren't bought into what he was trying to do. Yep. And it's it's just that simple. Um, Sean Payton's been in this league for a long time, and he's a no nonsense kind of guy. Um, he knows what he wants. He knows how he wants to get to where he wants to go. So um, I like the Broncos right now. I think the Broncos are a dark horse for any team uh, in the playoffs. You know, I'm looking at this. I'm looking at the AFC right now. And the Colts are the seventh seed. Who would have thought? I think I think the Browns are eventually going to fall out. Um, the Steelers, they just keep winning, man. It's, it's so freaking annoying. Well, but, they didn't put up a lot of points yesterday, but they, but they looked better. You know, pick it. Pickett got in the flow. They got Fryermuth uh, really involved yesterday. Mm-hmm. They ran the ball better yesterday. It, they took shots down the field, which they hadn't done. They had to get rid of Canada, man. I yeah, know they, of they, they didn't want to have to do it. That's not the way they operate. But uh, watch out for Pittsburgh now. I'm just I, I, Pittsburgh is going to get dangerous now. I think mm-hmm. a lot of play mm-hmm. action for Pickett with with some rolls and whatnot. I mean, you're going to see some things, some some bootlegs and whatnot, and which yeah. is right in his wheelhouse. Yep, yep, and, and, and also. That play that the standings, even though even though the Bills, even though the Bills lost, they're still in it. Oh yeah, Colts are Colts are six and five. Bills mm-hmm. are six and six. I mean, uh, uh, the Texans lost. They're six and five. You know what I mean? So, like between between the Browns, Steelers, Colts, Texans, Colts are, Colts are in right now. I know, I I know, but you know, I I think I think I think between the Tempsey all the way up 
to the fifth seed. I agree with you. That 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 can change dramatically in the next um, several weeks. Yeah, but I, I yeah, Buffalo's not dead by any stretch. Denver is is hot, man. They are riding that wave right now. And Houston's, even though they, they came up a little bit short yesterday, I would not want to face them. That would not be an easy first. None of these teams are going to be easy first rounders, by the way. Whoever gets them, those lower exactly. seats, they're going to be problems. They exactly. are exactly now. The toughest thing for the Bills is next up for them, man. It, do, it doesn't get any easier. They no, have they get Kansas City. Chiefs, Cowboys, Chargers, Patriots, Dolphins. Oof. Man, good uh-uh. good good luck with that. Yeah. Uh, I, I know we talked to Mike Catalana last week, and he said absolutely Sean McDermott's safe, and maybe he is. I, 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 I don't. He's got a much better feel. He covers the team every day. Man, if they finish like under five hundred and out of the playoffs, boy, it's not possible. good. It's possible. Yeah, it's possible. Um, all right. Beyond that, so, uh, so in, in a somebody had to win it uh, category. So the Falcons beat the Saints. They go to five and six. Man, you talk about a division that is just not worthy. It is so not worthy of the of, of being in the playoffs. So you have Atlanta and New Orleans at five and six. Tampa's four and seven. Carolina's one and ten. I mean, honestly, I, I don't even care. If you want to force feed one of those teams into the playoffs, that's fine. They should not get the four seed. They should not yeah. get the four seed. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's annoying. It's annoying. This would be the yeah. second year in a row where the um the NFC, the NFC South gets a team under 500 into the playoffs. It's just wrong. And I don't like it. I don't like it that one bit. No. And at least and last year it was Brady. You know? It's, it's frustrating. All right. So a couple other things here. Uh, the Raiders have released Marcus Peters. Um, wow. He was benched last night for them. The move saves them 1.5 in incentives. Uh, they had been really unhappy with him uh, of late. It feels like something that he and Antonio Pierce were not getting along. And Antonio Pierce said, you know what? Not, we're not dealing with this anymore. You're out of here. So he he might be somebody the teams look to grab. Wouldn't, wouldn't shock me. Hey, I respect it. Antonio Pierce is like, look, man, you're not messing this up for me. Yep. Um, I'm, 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 try- I'm, try- I'm trying to turn this team around. I'm trying to change the culture here. And I'm not, I don't need you behind the scenes. Um, not being engaged, um, you know, being lazy. Oh, speaking of lazy, uh, this this is a sidebar. Was that Deontay Johnson or was that Pickens who watched that fumble go right by? Did you see that play? I think it was. I think I it was Deontay. I know the play you mean. I think it was Deontay. Their guy fumbled the ball and the ball rolled right past him. Yeah, and he just see if I can watched find it. That. Yeah, I think it was Deontay Johnson, if I'm not mistaken. It's a oh, bad look, man. That looks so especially because he's always jawing. He's always angry. He's always yelling on the side. It's like, dude, okay. Well, what are you doing on the field? Deontay Johnson. Yep, it was Deontay Johnson. Yeah. And you know, know what he I, said? He he said, I was just doing what I do. What? Trust me when I tell you this. Tomlin probably went berserk on him. That, that's all I can tell you. Tomlin probably lost his mind on him. If that's what, yeah, it's it ain't good. And it is not good. It looks um, even worse. It looks real quick. It looks even worse because everyone else is moving full speed. No doubt. And and he's just just strolling on the just strolling. He's yeah. watching everything happen. He's he 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 could have got that ball if, mm-hmm. if he saw it. The, the guy the guy that was defending him stopped focusing him and jumped right for the ball. I agree. Like he just it was just. I, I'll be honest. I don't care how talented you are. A guy like that, I don't want you on my team. 
Yeah. I don't yeah, I, it wouldn't surprise me. I don't think anything happens this year, but next year, that wouldn't surprise me even a little bit. I, no. find, I find a way to trade. I, I don't want you on my team. That I don't care who you are, what your name is, what you've done, and he hasn't done anything in his league. Um, you're out of here for me. If it's me, you're out of here. Yeah, I, I I get where you're coming from on that. Um, all right, how about uh, we mentioned Shane Steichen? So they the Colts win uh, 27-20 over Tampa Bay. They moved to six and five now um, on the season, and they're you know they're let yet another one of those teams that's to their credit that's been kind of hanging around. And all of a sudden, you look at it and you say, "Wow, they're in." If the season ended right now, they're in at six and five, and they hold the tiebreaker over Denver. Um, so that could that could come in big um, for sure. Oh, yeah, so they have, point. you know, he's doing that without Richardson with with Gardner Minshew in there. Um, you know, a really limited talent base as well. So pretty pretty impressive for sure. Very man, very. Um, I, I love what Shane Stacking's doing. He's he's. He is what he's doing is de- is the definition of maximizing your roster. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I I'm so I'm so curious to see what Anthony Richardson would have developed into by this point in the season. Yeah. Um. So now he's behind the eight ball in terms of CJ Stroud, but man, um, Shane Steichen, he might if, if he gets that team into the playoffs, you might got to look at him for coach of the year, man. All right, so we we went on our rants last week regarding this, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and why Nick Sirianni doesn't get the respect, to, you know, for a ten and one team. If this continues, and they finish, let's say fourteen and three, all right, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to assume there's a loss here or there, and you know, whatever, and they get the one seed. And this is a a a vote that is based off of the regular season, not the playoffs. Can they not give it to to? Nick Sirianni. I mean, can they possibly not? They won't. Um, no one likes him. Let's be honest. Um, <laughs> and I, I don't. I don't care about that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he's not. He's. Some people like him. A lot of people don't. They don't like how he moves. They don't like you know. Yeah. They, they don't like the how antics. he they operates like on the, the sideline. Yeah. They call it antics, right? Mm-hmm. I see. See, for me, antics are all antics. To me, imply it's not genuine. Antics to me imply it's performative. Yeah. To me, he's showing in, in, in every situation we've seen him, and that's literally who he is. I had the opportunity to meet him in person. That's who he is. Yeah. Like he 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 he's fiery for real. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he's a fun dude. You know what I mean? That's that's who he is. My man showed up to the Maxwell Awards in a tuxedo and Jordans. Like he like that's who he is. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's a he's just he's this excitable. You know, like a dude who just raises, wears his heart on his sleeve. People don't like that. People don't like him running up and down the sideline, being excited. You know, saying like, "Yeah, how about that?" You know, what I'm like he he's a he's a he's a he, he he's a jock. You know, he, he like yeah, yeah, he it's, it's, it's you know what I mean. It's, he's a football it's like, coach. He's a football he's a coach. he's a football coach. Like he he operates like a jock. Mm-hmm. And. I, listen, man, I, I wouldn't have you any other way. I only have one little hiccup about him, and that's, you know, sometimes I feel like he talks a little too much in his press conferences. Sometimes he shares a little too much. But um, other than that, I mean, I'm, I'm rolling. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and again, to your, to your immediate question, he's not going to get it, and he never will get it because there are emotions and opinions involved, and people don't like him. A lot of people feel like, you know, he's, he's being carried by the organization. Some people feel like he's being carried by his team, being carried by the Harry Roseman formula, you know, um, People have seen um, many coaches win under this uh, Jeffrey Lurie, Harry Roseman formula for many years, and 
you know, they feel like he's just another cog in the machine. Yeah. And I can, I you know, I can understand that perspective, but you know, I would much rather, I would much rather I have a coach who knows how to operate within our system. Um, than someone who's constantly going rogue and messing up the apple cart. So you. look, man, I, I care less, man. The co- coach of the year, the coach of the year award is cursed anyway. Nine times out of 10 guys that win an award, they either get fired the year after or the following. So, I, you, they, they can keep it. All right, elsewhere, uh, this game only really matters because it ensures that New England will have a losing season. Uh, they're now they lose to the Giants ten to seven, and yet another just catastrophe offensively. What else is new? Uh, but they're two and nine on the season, Tom, which means the best they can do is if they win out is eight and nine, and they're under five hundred. It just feels like as we inch closer here, week after week. No matter how it goes down, whether he's traded away or both sides just walk away and say, hey, you do your thing. We're going to do our thing. It, it's feeling more and more like Belichick isn't back next year. Do, do you feel like that or do you feel like that's a, a bit of an overreaction? It can't be overreaction. Um, They're two and eight or two and nine, whatever it is. I mean, it can't be overreaction, you know, but he's built up so much equity in their organization. It begs the question, how far can that carry him? I don't know because slowly but surely this team has been regressing. Um, he got Mac Jones to the playoffs uh, in his rookie year. That was two years ago. They lost to the Bills. But then after that, it's just been downhill. Yeah. And last year we thought to ourselves, okay, putting Matt Patricia's the OC was an idiotic move. So maybe bringing a Brill O'Brien to change things. That wasn't the case either. And it begs the question, the Patriot way that we also talk about year after year after year for decades, is it was it really the Tom Brady way? Yeah. And look, I don't doubt Bill Belichick is a good coach. I think he's a head coach, but he has no talent on offense. He has none. No talent. Um they have some they have some they beat the Bills. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Like it's just <laughs> it's, it's 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 just it's, it's things are not going good. Just, or, I don't care who you are. It, it gets to a point where the message gets stale. And the problem is it's not like he can blame his bad personnel on an awful general manager. He chooses. these. He is general manager. That's what makes it even worse. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So there's no, there's no way out of this for him. There's no, there's no finger to be pointed. It's just, it's not good enough. The people he selected are not good enough. And that's it. That's really it. Uh, Bears Vikings tonight, passing interest. I mean, I'll watch just because I'm, I I watch, but yeah, the Vikings are the sixth seed right now. So they have a lot to play for in this game. They lose, they go to six and six. You know, and all of a sudden you're you're leaving the door open for Seattle to climb up. Seattle's seven right now, but Seattle to climb up. Green Bay, who's gotten kind of hot lately, uh, to climb up, and they're not quite out of it yet. So they need this game. It's an important game for them for sure against the Bears. You know, it's so interesting, man. Seattle at one point was like the I don't know what were they the, the fifth seed or something like that or the it's just Seattle was just falling off of a cliff and I don't know if they can even get themselves back up Minnesota you know they're in a good spot um next up on their record they next up on the schedule they have Bears to which is tonight Lions Packers I'm sorry they have um Bears Raiders Bengals Lions Packers Lions um I think they can beat the Raiders but it's going to be tough because both of those teams are Trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Bengals, they could beat them. Their quarterback can't get it done at all. I think the Lions could be had too. And the Packers. So mm-hmm. um they have a they have a 
they definitely have an optimal, optimal schedule. Then when you look at look at Seattle, man, you got Cowboys, Niners. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you got Cowboys, Niners, Eagles, Titans, Steelers, Cardinals. I mean, yeah. This next three game stretch, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, man, they're going on a five game losing streak. I can feel it. You think so? Yeah, man. They've already lost. They lost. They lost to the Rams. They lost to the Niners already. I'm telling you, I think I think they lose the next three. They go okay. on a five game losing streak, and then they beat the Titans. Um, they beat the Steelers, and no, I'm sorry, they beat the Titans. They lose to the Steelers, and they beat the Cardinals. Hmm. So, I think, I think they're see. Uh, they can very well fall to the playoff race. If I'm being honest. Uh, I wanted to touch on this just to just go back to the Eagles real quick here. Um, the way that that game played out at the end of regulation. Okay. So the Eagles uh, score, uh, Jake Elliott hits the field goal. Okay. Right. He hits the 59 yarder. There's 20 seconds left. Buffalo still has a timeout. It's a touchback. You get the ball to 25. You have a guy who's got a cannon like Josh Allen. Are you not taking at least one shot? You have a timeout. So it doesn't matter where you throw it. You don't have to go sidelines. Don't you try and chunk up like 40 yards and then give your guy a shot possibly? He got scared. I thought it was really weak by McDermott. He got scared. Just taking a knee. Yeah. This this is what happens when when, uh, your team – um, this is what happens when win, this is what happens when wins are hard to come by. This is what happens when teams um, don't believe in who they are, and they fall into what they are. They they fell into their six and five. They fell into they need this win instead of falling into hey we got Josh Allen, hey we got Stephon Diggs, hey we can move the ball on this team. We proven that already. You know what I mean? We got tw- twenty seconds left, one timeout. But this guy with this with this with this crew, that's an eternity. Mm-hmm. So. He got tight, and it carried over into the overtime. They got tight. They 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 felt that heat. They felt that they felt that Kelly Green slime coming in, and they drowned in it. And you know this is what happens, man. Um, Sean McDermott. They say his job safe. We'll see. Yeah, we will see because some some argue that this this Bills window is dwindling. Yeah. Because how because how long can Josh Allen play at this level with with the way he plays right yeah you know throwing his body around yep. we'll, we'll, we'll see uh, but I agree with you he got tight and it was it, it it was weak and they deserve what they got all right let's uh let's get a timeout and let's come back and we're gonna hit a bunch of different things Tone uh, we're gonna look ahead to the Niners a little bit we are uh, gonna look back at the uh, at everything really that the or look forward to what the Eagles have uh, in the rest of the way here. We'll get a little Sixers in. We will squeeze that in as well. But a lot of different things that we're going to get to in that last segment. So don't go anywhere. That's Tone to Shields. I'm Rob Ellis. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Right back. I remember getting my heart broken when they lost the Super Bowl in 2004. We're big Eagles fans. We moved to South Philly because of the Eagles. When they won, we went straight to Broad Street and uh, everybody was going nuts over there. And it was just a, a memory that you'll never forget.
Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to move to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. And the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. Back. Back. Let's go. La da da dee 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 dee. All right, Tony Shields, Rob Ellis, hanging out with you on this Monday. All right, so a lot to uh, to get to. So uh, just to stay in the NFC East for one second here, and um, you know, a lot of questions about the Giants next year. Um, certainly, the way that this season's gone, but their general manager said that uh, Joe Shane is his name. Said that Daniel Jones, if healthy, will be the starting quarterback next year. Uh, there were some that thought the Eagle, the the Giants may draft a quarterback, which, by the way, they could still do it. Even yeah, though I mean, this guy's you paid them. You paid them. Uh, it's a three-year contract, but you only owe money this year 
in, in next year. Yeah, he's, he's guaranteed gonna... 35.5 next year, but they could get out of it fairly clean in 20 after 24. Yeah. 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 They they're, they're going to they're going to pay him and they're going to play him. When you pay him, you play him. It's just yeah. that simple. That's, 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 to that's, me, that wouldn't works. deter me in the least from drafting a quarterback at all. From them, at all. If, if anything, I'm, I'm not even thinking about Daniel Jones. Like any 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 move that I make from this point forward, I am not considering Daniel Jones in any capacity. I'm just not. Every move I make is going to be for the next guy I draft. Right. And they and they have to think about it like that. In my humble opinion, um, at this point, Daniel Jones will never be a starter again in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I mean, he'll start next year, obviously, and that's what they're saying. But after that, after after he has after that contract is over in in, uh, in New York, he will never be a starter ever again. Ever. I agree and with you. And if he is a team, they, they they're damn fools. He'll <laughs> he'll never start another game ever again in the NFL unless somebody gets hurt, or, you know, and he's in the backup role. He'll he'll never be invested in like that ever ever again. Yeah, I mean they they are. I, you hear you think about it. The worst thing that could have happened to them last year was having a good regular season in the sense that it really fooled them in a lot of ways. And then reality set in this year. You know, I mean, really, they, they the season that they had last year made them think Daniel Jones is that guy that they had enough offensively. You know, who, who knows what happens if, if this Martindale and uh, Dable rift is rift is, you know, real if there isn't a new coordinator there next year, because Martindale will get a job very quickly. What's, mm-hmm. What are you laughing at? No, I'm sorry. I was uh, I was reading the, uh, the live chat. You know how it gets sometimes. <laughs> my man, Navi, my man, Navi Scott, <laughs> he, he said. Don't have you shit. It's true. Oh, man. How well, can't you be? How, how can't I be, man? Yeah. I'm yeah. happy. I'm glad. I feel great. And you know what's so crazy? After Philadelphia Eagles got that tremendous win, Cowboys fans still can't help but to talk about us because they feel that heat. They feel that pressure. They feel that pressure. That's what that is. You know what I what I'm I'm fighting myself a little bit. I know this sounds nuts because they they it was less than twenty. They even they didn't even kicked off the the, the ball less than twenty four hours ago. Okay, mm-hmm. I, so I get it. And I'm not allowing myself to do this till like Wednesday or Thursday. By the way, FYI, but. I find myself drifting to the Niners game and I shouldn't be doing that. Like I want to enjoy this one mm-hmm. before I start drifting to the Niners game. All right. Bigger, bigger, um, bigger. I'm trying to get the best way to put this more dramatic win: the chiefs last week or this game against the bills. That's a, that's a good question, man. Both, both games you were put in similar situations being down 10 going into halftime, but this one, it didn't just last the halftime. Yeah, they were down ten going into the fourth, and then you know there's the back and forth and the rain. See, see the thing is about that Chiefs game, the rain eventually stopped, right? In this game, the rain just kept coming, coming, uh-huh. and coming, and you know Jalen Hurts and Jalen Jalen Hurts played a way better second half than he did in that Chiefs game, right? Yes. Um, Jalen Hurts jumped off the stat sheet. Uh, both quarterbacks played great, um, for the most part, um. I gotta go this game. The overtime, it was the, 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 the kick by Jake Elliott. Like the the Eagles mark I put it this way, the Philadelphia Eagles margin for error was way slimmer in this game than the last game. What do you think? Um 
Yeah, I'm taking this game, and I know it sounds crazy because they 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 beat the team that beat them in the Super Bowl. They beat Andy Reid. They beat Patrick Mahomes. I know it sounds crazy. There was way more for me. There was more roller coasters in this game. Mm-hmm. There was more drama in this game. There was more adversity in this game. They looked dead in the water at halftime. Right. Whereas the Chiefs game, you were like, they don't look good, but they're only down ten. This isn't over. I'm telling you, man, you had a 59-yard field goal just to get it to overtime. The other team wins the toss. You usually lose the game if that's the case. They only get a field goal. You go down and score the other way. Among all the other stuff that happened in the game, I, I got to go the Bills game. I'm sorry. And I know it sounds like I'm being a prisoner to the moment, but I, I don't care. I I was more um, emotionally. Uh, in- Where were you when, when, when this game happened? Where were you when you watched this game? So I watched the first quarter and a half at home. And then I watched the third and fourth and overtime at the WIP studios doing before I do post game. Were you watching it by yourself? Who were you watching it with? I was watching it with my daughter before she left to go back to school. Uh, okay. Yeah. At home. And then at the studio with it, you know, like five or six people, man. And what were the vibes like, you know, at the studio? Crazy, crazy. Uh, it was a lot of like, this thing's over uh chalk it up what are we going to be talking about because it's a loss you know blah 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 and then as the game went on it was just like here we go again don't ever make the mistake again of counting this team out Mm. that's what it was you know and i think you have to train yourself because you go you run the gamut of emotions as 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 someone as watching it as a fan right where you want to just lose your mind and and you got to realize like they are different don't lose your mind yet like just this team figures out ways where other teams in the past don't and uh, yeah, I think I think everybody was going through it in the Delaware Valley. Like it is when you when they when these games are done. I don't know about you. Like you're exhausted. Exhausted. Yeah. Exhausted, man. I feel like I I feel like I just lost thirty pounds. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? I feel like I just ran a marathon. Yeah. You just feel like you worked out, and you're just like, I can't, I can't, don't, I don't want to hear anything. Like I just like I got to veg for a minute. That's yeah. where you're at after these games. Absolutely. It's like, you know, I don't care about the commentary. I just I just need to just take this in. Like when 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 Jalen Hurts ran that game when the touchdown in, yeah. I just grabbed my wife and I I was scared to let go. Like <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Like this can't be real. Like yeah. it, it, it felt so surreal. Like I like this game, like these past three games, this stretch that Jalen Hurts is on, is yeah. the Eagles team on, he is. He is stacking up a resume, Rob. I know. He is stacking up a resume. And it's not like he's just beating these teams, you know, scattered through the schedule back to back to back weeks, man. He is just defying the odds. He's defying them. He's showing he's showing, he's showing these guys that it takes more than just talent to win these games. Yeah. You know, it takes one, two, it takes desire, it takes will. I I, I yeah, I, I think that's the thing. It's not there, there's so many things that go into it that go into the conversation here about how they're winning these games. It's not a simple answer. It's a lot of different things. But, I mean, if, if you really want to boil it down to more than anything else, it's heart. And they play with more heart than anybody else. At least they have thus far through the season. So when you have that going, that kind of intangible going for you, man, goes a long way. It goes a long way in the playoffs because you're going to have adversity in the playoffs. I mean, I even think back to last year. I know they still lost the Super Bowl. But after Hertz turned that thing over, which was like such a gut punch, he came right back down the field and scored in that game. You're absolutely right. You know, absolutely right. Like, this team is built for the moment. You know, uh, everyone talks about, you know, oh, you know, you know, you know, they don't have that blowout win. This isn't college. This is not college. You want you want your team to a peak at the right time, but also you want your team to be battle tested. 
You want you you want your team to be used to certain situations when it happens. Right. The Eagles flew through their schedule so easily last year. When they and, and they even flew through the playoffs easily without any real issues for the most part. They got to that they got to that Super Bowl and they faced some real adversity, and they really couldn't overcome it. You know what I mean? They tried and they were dominating the game, but when they got punched back in the mouth, they couldn't really get a counter punch going. You know what I mean? Jalen Hurts did everything he could. He tied the game up. He gave them a chance. It's, you know what's so funny? Seeing how yesterday's game played out just yeah. makes me think time and time again, what if Jalen Hurts would have got that ball back? What if he would have got that ball back? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I, yes. Yeah. I, I think about it a lot, too. Uh, I, I just think about the perfect bounce. It went right to Nick Bolton. Like, it, it was just uh, – yes. Yes, I do. I think about it. But you know what? I don't know. Here, let me let me try to go positive here. Don't know that they'd be quite as driven had they won that. Had they won that Super Bowl? Now, would I like the Super Bowl in my back pocket? Yes, of course I would trade that. But I think that's it's got these guys as at a fever pitch here, mm-hmm. doing whatever it takes to get wins this year, and trying to get back there and, and not come up short. You know, I'm I'm willing to argue they would have been maybe equally driven. Maybe it's a tad less. Who knows? But I, I, the point is, I argue they would have been driven because of who their quarterback is. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, I, he, he, I, I agree. He's only got one gear. I, I, but I don't know that as big a leader as he is. Does that does it filter as much to everybody on the team if they win one? I, I, I don't know. Maybe it does. We'll never yeah, know. Yeah, and, and also you never know if they win it. Does Kelsey retire? You, it's, it's just it's so many things that you don't know. It's true. You know what I mean? Maybe sometimes. Sometimes you got to go through certain things in order for you to really get the, you know, get what's really meant for you. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I'm a firm believer in, well, what's meant for you is meant for you and nothing more, nothing less. So maybe they needed to experience that. So this season could be that much more glorious. What do you think? Yeah, I, I look, I think so. I, I think I think adversity and quote unquote losses and in some cases mistakes. uh you learn more from them than you do successes. You know, I know I have, I, I, I've, I've made the proper changes sometimes when I didn't succeed at something uh, a lot more than I did. If I, it went well and maybe I didn't give all my full effort, but it still went well anyway. And I'll be fine if I just keep doing it this way, but no, you learn more when you don't make the basketball team that I really got to tighten my, my stuff up here, you know, or whatever, you know, for example, so, yeah, very possible that they're playing at a different level. I think they're also doing some things that are hard to overcome. Two new coordinators is not easy. It's not an easy thing you're dealing with here. Um, and they're they're trying to do this thing on the fly. They've dealt with some more um, some more injuries, I think, this year than they did last year. Um, you know, still knock on wood, they could be getting Goddard back soon. Hopefully the Lane Johnson thing isn't that bad. If that's the case – all things considered, they're in decent shape injury-wise. They certainly there are teams with way worse setups uh, than the Eagles. That's for sure. But they've yeah, dealt with some of it. Yeah. Look and look through it all. They're ten and one. Yeah. They're ten and one going through the adversity that they're going through. How many teams can go through what the Eagles have been going through and still manage to win the games, no matter how it may look to you? They still win the games. I'm pretty sure any people, all those other teams that talk trash, or those fan bases rather. They would give anything to be where we are versus where they are. Yeah. Look, I'm I'm, I'm telling you, any I, fan no, base, any any fan base would take our situation over their situation in terms of record, in terms of how they've been winning the games in a heartbeat, yeah. just so they could have those bragging rights. You know what I mean? Well, I, I think if, if anybody 
I mean, let's be real about this. Of let's just take. I'm I'm going to exclude Mahomes. I don't mean Mahomes, but if you look at these teams, just the, the NFC. Eagles, at least, well, no, no. Right? Just take, take the teams the Eagles are playing in this stretch. Okay. Would Would you take Jalen Hurts or Dak Prescott? Right now, I'm taking Hurts, man. Right. You take Hurts all day. Are you taking um, Josh Allen or Jalen Hurts? I'm taking Jalen Hurts. Taking Hurts. Are you taking Jalen Hurts or Geno Smith? Taking hurts, man. All right. L- last but not least, are you taking Jalen Hurts or Brock Purdy? I'm taking hurts. All right. So every team in this stretch, except for Kansas City, which we get it, Mahomes is an exception. You're taking Jalen Hurts over. Yeah. Now you could expand that to the league and start looking at the league and tell me how many guys you would take ahead of them. Right. And and look, Josh Allen. If somebody asked me who's more talented, Josh Allen or Jalen Hurts, I'm gonna say Josh Allen. He's more talented for sure. But like we always say on the show, Rob, it's not enough. Yeah, Allen is an, and he played a hell of a game yesterday. I, I don't, I don't want to make the let that get lost. Over 500 yards of total offense. Um, the, they he played his ass off. You no, know no, what I, mean? I thought he was. I thought he was awesome. He did make. He one was mistake. awesome he yesterday. Was awesome. Yeah, you know uh, he was spectacular. But you know, Jalen Hurts just, you know, five touchdowns versus his four. They they just made more plays. Um, when you know when it mattered most. And they took advantage of their opportunities and they limited the mistakes in the second half when, you know, when the chips were down, you know, you know, it's again, Josh Allen is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL without question, but I'm rolling with hurts because he just has this uncanny ability to win no matter what's going on. Yeah. No matter what's going on. Right. I, 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 I roll with that. I roll, yeah. I roll with winners. And, and look, he, the, he's got to win Super Bowls or Super Bowl. He has to win a Super Bowl. He has to, to validate all of this stuff. All the stuff we're talking is fun. Conversation. Yeah. But you got to win. So what we're going off of right now is a guy who's who's in his second full year as a starter. It's hard to uh, – third full year as a starter. Third so for you, yeah. yeah, it, yeah. It's, you forget how young he is. So uh, it, it doesn't always happen overnight for these guys. So, yes, does he have to win championships to be put in, like, the upper, upper echelon guys? Mm-hmm. Of course. But we're going off of what we've seen so far. And – as a starter, he got his team to the playoffs in the first year. He got him mm-hmm. to the Super Bowl in the second year, and we don't know yet what's happened in the second year. He was a runner-up MVP last year. He's the leader in the clubhouse right now for the MVP this year. So he's on that right trajectory right now. He's only 25. It's ridiculous. He's only yeah. 25 Which years old. Which means there's plenty of room to get better. Most, at, most athletes, most quarterbacks will tell you 28-29 is the sweet spot. Absolutely. That's, that's when they hit it, when, it, when everything is clicking – Everything's slowing down. They're seeing things differently than they saw when they were younger. Yeah, they may not have the pure athleticism that they had, just father time, whatever, but they're better. They're able to go through progressions better, all those kind of things. And he's not even really there yet if you look at that timeline. I couldn't agree with you more. You know, I think he can definitely improve on picking up the blitzes, um, but I also think coaches have to do a better job of um, creating situations or creating um, blitz beaters, you know, in terms of the past concepts, so on and so forth. Um, but regardless, though, um, Jalen Hurts is trending in the right direction. And, you know, a lot of people say, well, he's not really playing as good as he was last year. And I would say. I don't know if I fully agree with that, because I understand things looked easier last year. Mm-hmm. Right. But they're still winning and they're doing it. They're doing it against stiffer competition. I think he's playing better this year. You know what I mean? Because he's had to elevate his game to a level that we didn't even anticipate coming off of last year. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
honestly, the reason people say he's not playing as well is because of the turnovers, right? He has, what, 12 on the season or 11 yeah. on the season, something like that. So correct, correct. when you look yeah. at the turnovers, you say, damn, he's already doubled his intercept, his interception count. Um, well, I think last year he had he had six interceptions. I think he had maybe one or two fumbles lost. I think he had eight turnovers last year. Yeah, um, totally. That's definitely been an issue this year. No and, question. And it's definitely been an issue this year for sure. Um, but when you throw the ball more, you're asking him to do more with the ball in his hands. Um, I kind of expect turnover numbers to go up, but still, um, if you think about every turnover he's committed, you can argue only one has cost them a game. Yeah. And that was against the Jets. So, you know, That's we right. do that, um, the, the final the interception, one, the late one, no doubt, the, the late one. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, again, all turnovers, all interceptions, all fumbles are not created equal, mm-hmm. right? Um, some lead to points directly, and he had two turnovers, turnovers yesterday that led directly to 14 points. So he got he has to do a better job with that. Um, you can't you know you, you can't make these kind of mistakes when you're playing 49ers, a team that's loaded on both sides of the ball. You have to be diligent. And I think I think they're gonna get things figured out. Um, you know, Jalen Hurts is just a guy that I have a hard time betting against, regardless. I agree with you. I agree with you. All right, uh, we're out of time. That was fun, man. That was fun. Look, we keep it rolling. We're gonna keep mm-hmm. it rolling because this is gonna be an insane week. Mm-hmm. We're gonna keep going with what just happened against the Bills and start to look ahead to the 49ers and everything that's gone down since that game last January. And it, it has been crazy to say the least. So we'll dig through all the storylines, uh, all everything that's happening, a lot of injury updates we're going to give you, but uh, it's going to be a really fun Eagles week and you don't want to miss a minute of what's going on here. So I want to thank everybody in the chat, everybody streaming, everybody listening. Tone, great job. Uh, you know, double dip here, uh, both producing and uh, and co-hosting. Yes, Always sir. thinking of our guy Gunner. Um, and want to thank uh, all of you for hanging out. We got the uh, National Football Show coming your way with Dan Cilio. So everybody, have a great rest of your Monday. Looking forward to hanging out with you guys tomorrow. Same time, same channel. Thanks. Have a great rest of your Monday. <laughs>